Sportscast. What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of KFR Sportscast. So we have a very special, right? We have a very special guest with us today. First time guest, Philip Domino. What's up, Phil? How you doing? Hey, man. I appreciate you saying my last name right. A lot of people don't say it right. I yeah, appreciate it's, it's the it's the Italian. Um, Is your name Philip Domino? Then get the fuck out. We're close. <laughs> <laughs> So, and obviously, and with him, as always, is little Jay, well, not as always, but uh, multi, multi, multi-time guest, if I could speak, would be fantastic. Uh, Jacob Bradley. Jake, how are you doing tonight? Fantastic. Uh, I think it's my fifth time, five time, five time. Five time, five time six five time. time. Five time. Uh, and then, obviously, save the best for last, Big Sexy. As we did in the last video, he's just a sexy Jake. He's just a sexy Jake. <laughs> All right, so. <laughs> All right, so I am coming in from Orlando. I am down in Florida currently. Got here a little one day late after the Tampa Bay game, unfortunately. Couldn't afford tickets anyways. Too damn expensive. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, that's going to be our topic today. So we're going we're gonna to recap the – Kickoff game real quick, and then we're going to go into week one previews. Yeah. Uh, so, obviously, the very, very close win by Tampa Bay, 31-29. That was uh, a hell of a game. Fantastic game. Dak came out swinging. Yeah, he looked good. He looked really and, good. And the defense, I mean, I know we, we, we joshed on the defense from last year, but the defense looked really good. I know. It, yeah, uh, Dallas's defense uh, definitely surprised me. It definitely they they played with a lot of heart uh, last mm-hmm. night. So kudos to Dallas's defense. Yeah, kudos to Dan Quinn. They're uh, they're DC. Um, if if and I said this last night after the game, if Dallas can play like that for the whole season, they're a solid twelve win team. I think. That's, that's the big I mean, let's get the Cowboys well, you know fan. Let's hear from the Cowboys fan himself. Yes. All right. Let's uh, we'll give you the floor, Phil. All right. So uh I I don't see a 12 win season. I'd really like to say that. Even with the extra game, you have more of a chance to get to 12 wins. I don't see it happening. I, I'm just an eternally pessimistic kind of fan. Also, you got to take into consideration that Michael Gallup's going to miss three to five weeks. Lyle Collins is out for five weeks with a – he missed a, a test for performance-enhancing drugs, so he uh, yep. automatically fails. So, you know, a bit of a rough stretch coming up in the schedule. We've got to play the Chargers next week at Chargers. Everybody's going to think that Dallas is going to go in and smoke them because they played well one game and – yeah, it makes me nervous. <laughs> yeah. 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 It makes sense. I mean, that that was like I said, I mean, it was it's an if. Obviously, it's an if question. But I think um even in that, I think Dak looked great. I mean, he threw what I think it was fifty-eight attempts 
52, I think. I think it was 52. 52. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, very – I mean, he – you know, everybody was uh, concerned about the, the whole shoulder injury, obviously the, the, the ankle injury. And listening to the broadcasters last night, a shoulder injury that is only typically seen in baseball players, not football players, which kind of, you know, seemed kind of shocking to me. Um, <clears throat> but they looked great. I will be. I, I will admit it as a as a Tampa Bay fan, looked a little sloppy. I know we were kind of a little down on a couple of people from on our on our secondary. Obviously losing losing Sean Murphy Bunting yeah, to the dislocated elbow. Oh, that dislocated it, elbow. It uh, Jordan Whitehead out with a hamstring, and then I think there was one more, maybe not. Yeah, you know, in conclusion, though, your guys' uh, secondary is probably not going to be in full capacity for a few weeks, right. at least, you know. Um, yeah. So, yeah, that's going to be <laughs> that's probably going to be a little a, a little tough for you guys, but I, I feel as though your guys' uh, front seven could make up for that if they could get pressure. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, so, I mean, we'll, we'll see what happens over the next few weeks. I mean, your guys' offense definitely did not miss a beat at all. So there, there was a couple slip ups. I mean, there was, you know, the the uh, the fumble by Godwin toward the end of the game, which scared the living hell out of me. Uh, and then there was the the uh, the tipped interception by, you know, Leonard Fournette right in and out of his hands into Dallas's hands. Right from seven to seven. I thought that was yeah. fun. <laughs> so. You know, a little sloppy, and it's almost expected in the first game, you know, of the season, I, especially coming off of a Super Bowl year. Emotions are all over the place, hanging new banners and, and everything, and you're playing at home. So, but I think, you know, that that's going to be the focus is, you know, trying to bring back that chemistry that they had toward the end of last year. Now, from a fantasy perspective, though, in the, in the, mm-hmm. uh, in, the in our league here, uh, Mm-hmm. I'd like to thank personally Antonio Brown and Dak Prescott for uh, starting the fire on Jake real early and the Tampa Bay defense for, you know, doing their thing for me. Thanks, Jake. <laughs> yeah. No, and no, you definitely, you definitely hit that one on the head, uh, Jake, um, with starting Antonio Brown. I mean, five, five receptions, 121 yards. It's a start that would not have been made if Gus Edwards had not gotten hurt when he did. Thank you, Gus. Yeah. Imagine if he had gotten <laughs> yeah. hurt a day later, I would feel like garbage. Right. Anyway. <laughs> right. On the flip side of that, uh, obviously Zeke Elliott uh, did not perform well. It was always going to be a tough matchup against the run defense, but yeah. it seemed like with their game plan, they didn't even really want to try to run the ball. Every It was like I was watching the Bills, but the way they were throwing the ball. <laughs> And I just want to yeah. add that I I want to correct myself, Brian. You were correct on Dak Prescott's pass attempts. It was fifty. 50 it was 58. Okay, fifty-eight. Okay, forty-two That's of fifty-eight. <laughs> That's way too much. Yeah, and especially especially like you know you you probably want to take it slow on a shoulder injury, right? Come out gunning, like yes. Yeah. What? That's the last thing I want to do. So I hit those hip workouts. Yeah, right. Oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah, right. The the cha cha. I like to do the cha cha hip workouts. 
Dax yeah, uh, got hit that makes Shakira jealous. That's all I gotta say. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. No, but fantastic it, game it and do not lie. they do not lie. And obviously, fantastic game, close game. If that entails what the season is going to be like, then it's going to be a very exciting season. Mm. Obviously, fans back in the stands is amazing. Um, proud of sixty six thousand in Raymond James last night. It was. It was so nice to see fans back in the stands. Um, but yeah, we can move right into right into Sunday into the our first matchup. Jake, you got the the, the Sunday list pulled up. What do we got? Yes, Sunday. I do. Just give me one second. I got to read. Oh read. Jesus! There's a problem. Nah, so. that's slow. That's slow computer. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but the the first one that I do see here, we got. Jacksonville at Houston. We're starting with this trash game. We'll take it early. We're starting off right with the the dumpster fire, right? Oh, my gosh. That's going to be like watching two old people dry hump. Um, (laughs) It's like that old man fight on Family Guy. Oh, God. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Um, So, if we're going to go around, we'll we'll get get a picture of these games. Uh, we'll, We'll leave it to the guests first. Uh, Phil and Jake, what do, what do you guys think for uh, Jacksonville Houston? Um, well, to me, and, and it was, it seemed kind of ridiculous, but it kind of makes sense. It kind of feels like already as a week one, it feels like Jacksonville's got to win this game. Cause like, how many more opportunities are they going to have against teams that they could beat? Yeah, you know, right. Like, and, you know, I'm not saying, like, that they're piss poor or anything. They might win five or six games, but this is like the first real opportunity to show up and do what they got to do. On the flip side, Houston, Tyrod Taylor starting, so I got nothing but love there. Um, mm-hmm. But, again, you know, they're not really that great of a team. Um, I feel like it low-key has the possibility to be a shootout because both the defenses aren't that great, especially, I don't know. especially I Houston. I just I mean, don't think that either offense is going to have many shootouts. It could, they it could, could have it. It could go one way but, or another. If, I, if I'm, if I'm going to make a pick on it, I would say Jacksonville 24-21. That's my thoughts. Um, I would probably also agree that Jacksonville will probably win. Um, what I'm looking forward to fantasy-wise is the, the Houston Texans running back situation. You know, I mean, hey, running back is thin out there. If you're truly relying on any of these guys, Philip Lindsay, Mark Ingram Jr., David Johnson, a few years ago, that'd be a beast running back core. But right. if you're really relying on these guys to make significant contributions to your team, you're probably already in a pretty bad spot. You probably had Gus Edwards or someone yeah. like that. Um, but, yeah, it'll be interesting to see who wins that battle. I hope it's Phil Lindsay because he somehow ended up on two of my three teams. So that's what I'm looking forward to the most. I mean, of course, I'm also interested in seeing how Trevor Lawrence played. Honestly, I didn't see a lot from the rookie quarterbacks this season. I think it's a good class, but he was the one that kind of didn't really do it for me. I watched a little bit of his game on Monday night when they had the ESPN random Monday night game. I watched it. He did not look that great. Yeah. And, you know, to kind of piggyback off of what Phil was saying, I feel I feel the same way. Uh, I didn't really see a lot from Trevor Lawrence that wowed me and any of the preseason games that he was in, but I also didn't like, I don't know. It was, it was kind of, 
it was just kind of iffy. I don't know. Like, I, I mean, like, yeah, you saw, like, he, he did make some decent plays, but I don't know. It felt like he had something to be desired out there. And I know, you know, preseason, yada, yada, yada. You know, they're probably he, they probably gave him a light dose of the playbook to go out there and try just to get some, you know, to get some experience at NFL game speed and uh, what have you. But, you know, I don't know if there is an opportunity for him to have a good game. It's against this Houston defense. OK, <laughs> that, you know, like. They I mean, and uh, they actually just traded. Uh, uh, Bradley Roby to the Saints. So now their secondary is even more thin. <laughs> yeah. You know, so um, I honestly think that, you know, like like Phil said, uh, with the Houston running back situation, it's going to be interesting to see who gets more work. I'm not really, I don't know, maybe, uh, I guess you would, you could maybe uh, give a low-end flex spot to uh, Brandon Cooks if you're really desperate in a deeper league, but um, I'm not, I'm not trusting him as my uh, wide receiver one or two right now. I will. <laughs> I will never trust Brandon cooks after he screwed me in new England. <laughs> Ever. I see him on the board. I don't care how far he falls. Never drafted. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you know, um, one player that I'm actually, uh, well, a couple players that I'm actually looking forward to seeing on the Jacksonville side Um I believe that uh, if if Trevor Lawrence can actually you know get some good production at quarterback, I'm I'm interested to see uh, Lavisca Chenault. Um, I, I believe he could get a very favorable matchup because that uh, he's not the number one guy, but the, they're probably going to put a lot of focus on DJ Chark. Um, so I feel like he could get some o- uh, decent open looks. They got uh, they got Marvin Jones there, who's another very capable receiver. So, but I'm, I'm really, I really think the player to watch on Jacksonville side, other than James Robinson, um, is, uh, yeah, that's what I was gonna say. that was, yeah. James Robinson's probably the best bet in that whole game. Oh yeah. Yeah. That for sure. Even on, mm-hmm. even in, on their team last year, uh, James Robinson, James Robinson was basically a must start every week. Uh, that just shows you how good he is. What was James right, so, Robinson last year? Like third in the league in rushing last season? He was he was up in the top five for sure, which wowed me. Because a lot of teams passed on him in the draft. So yeah. Sorry, Brian, go yeah. ahead. You're good. Okay. So looking at these these lead numbers here. So in offense, Jacksonville is fourth and Houston is 20th on the defensive side of the ball. Jacksonville is 20th in defense, and Houston is 18th. Uh, in passing, the Jags are first, and the Texans are 29th. And then in rushing, Jacksonville is 30th, and the Texans are fourth. Hmm. So if, if if I had to go, if I had to make, if I had to make a pick on this, and I, I agree. I agree with Phil. I didn't see anything out of Trevor Lawrence throughout the preseason. I mean, I think his, you know, whole never lost a game through high school or college was a systematic thing. Um, but I'm going to go out on a limb and make a very, very bold prediction and say that he's going to get a taste of reality with his first loss to the Houston Texans. Hmm. 
Tyrod handing out these L's. Hey, I don't think Jacksonville losing is a bold prediction. Yeah, that seems uh, pretty. <laughs> That's okay, but I think, I think, um, but I think, uh, Tyrod, Tyrod's gonna find a way to get it done. Um, a very, you know, a very veteran quarterback, and it may not be a bold, bold prediction, but you know, it's, it's still an upset because you know, everybody going into that game is gonna be all over Trevor Lawrence, and you know, he's the greatest thing since. Betty White or sliced bread, whatever you want to call it. But Betty White. Yeah. Because she's older than sliced bread, but never mind. Never mind that. Um but yeah, I just think uh I don't think he should have gone number one either. Like I just was very unimpressed with, with Trevor Lawrence. He just no wow factor for me. And yeah, he's got he's got weapons. But I think uh, the veteran mind of Tyrod Taylor is going to find a way to get that get that W. Okay, so he's going Houston. I'm going to go. Uh, I'm going to go Jacksonville as well. I mean, I just I don't know. Like, I would like to say I, I could go with the veteran QB in, in Houston, but I mean, I don't know. It's the it's the Houston Texans. I ain't got a whole lot of faith in them, you know. But we'll see what happens. So I guess we'll uh, move right on into the next matchup here. We got the L.A. Chargers go, Chargers go, against uh, against uh, the Washington football team. You know, the football team, that one football team that plays in Washington, those guys. I'm correct. Let's come correct. Um, yeah, so um, obviously one of the biggest uh, – one of the biggest things that if you hear about this game um, is the two things you think about is Justin Herbert going up against that uh top five Washington defense. You know, uh they definitely have one of the best defenses in the in the league right now. Um you know that front four is it you know that's a force to be reckoned with. They're gonna give any O line a problem. Um so we'll see how you know we'll see if um the Chargers O line can give uh and Justin Herbert any protection or if it rattles them enough to for you know the other players on that defense to force some turnovers, so um, I'll uh, I'll I'll let uh, Phil and Jake take this one and you know give your analysis. Yeah, I, well, I know you said Washington has a top five defense. You talked about their front four, but Jake, what do you think about their secondary? Wouldn't you say that it's the best in the division? I would no, say no, it's not. No, it's not. What do you? No, <laughs> I don't no, have any other answers that. Nothing else comes to mind. You have another team in mind? Yeah, I uh, I do, and it, we will get to that. We'll get to that. Okay, okay. We'll uh, you know what? I'm, I'm actually going to take Washington to win this game. Uh, I think that Washington is a pretty solid team on what they do really well. I don't think they're, like, really world beaters or anything, but I feel like a lot of people expect the Chargers to win this game because they have such a promising like quarterback and everything looks like it's going well over there. Uh, but that's a franchise that has always found a way to kind of just waste crush their fans' hopes. So I feel like a week one loss to a team like Washington is certainly in the realm of possibility. Yeah. Um, I, I'm going to disagree. I'm going to go, I'm going to go with the Chargers in this game. I feel like, you know, they got rid of Anthony Lynn. He's kind of the problem in terms of 
terrible coaching, terrible, oh, yes, terrible time managing, time management, you know, um, and they got so much potential. I, I, I see it as like a close game. I can see it being like a three point, six point game. You know, Fitzpatrick, uh, it all depends on if what he shows up and does. We already know the up and down with him. Um, in terms of fantasy production, it might be a little tough for those Charger players playing against such a good defense. But then again, you know, I, I'm not really sure if Justin Herbert is matchup proof yet. But, you know, I can see him get like a 15-point game out of it. Um, other players I'd look out for, um, keep an eye out for Austin Eckler. He's going to play, but he – Got hurt in practice this week. He is not on players. No way. That guy hurt his hamstring last year. He hurt the ham. I don't know if it's the same hamstring, but he's got another hamstring injury because that's just the kind of dude he is. Um, some someone I would I mean, I think people have been saying this for a couple of years, but someone who could be a sleeper in that offense is Mike Williams if he ever could stay healthy. He's a big bodied receiver. If he, him and Herbert can just connect, he would have he could he could play really well. But, I mean, they showed spurts of that for sure last year. I mean, if you uh, remember that game that uh, the Chargers played against the Saints last year, Mike Williams went crazy. If he can just find consistency, Mike Williams could be a solid starter. And, you know, Keenan Allen is always consistent and reliable. Yeah. And then on the flip side, um, I think Gibson has a good game. I don't, I'm not really sure. I mean. Well, uh, yeah, I, uh, I wanted to say something about Gibson because he really had a breakout season last season. And now this year he's being taken in the end of the first round, beginning of the second round. So it's really interesting to see how his year will come about because you're paying big boy bucks to have him on your team. And he doesn't really have like the reputation that some of the other guys being drafted around him do. So, yeah, I mean, I have shares of Antonio Gibson. I hope he does well. And another player as usual to look out for is uh, McLaren. And maybe even, you know, Washington's defense drafted pretty high. Maybe they'll create some turnovers. Yeah. Yeah, I see it. I see it honestly going either way this game. I, I feel like this is going to be a, a, a very – honestly, I could see this be, being very defensive game battle because uh, if, you know, we got on uh, the Chargers side of, of the, you know, aspect there, a lot of their players on defense are coming back. Um you know, like uh, Derwin James and Joey Bosa. So you got those guys coming back from injury. So that's something to watch out for. I feel like, you know, um, they got a very, a couple of very capable corners in uh, Casey Hayward and uh, Chris Harris Jr. So I, I, I really feel like, you know, they could probably give uh, Washington's receivers a little bit of trouble. But, um, I mean, I'm – I. Like I said, we got to see how they play as a unit because it's been it's been it's been a little while since they all played together as a unit, you know, because Derwin James was out all season last year. So, um, yeah. but um, nevertheless, uh, I really feel like um, I, I could see this game going either way. But I'm gonna I'm gonna pick um, I'm I'm gonna pick the Chargers. I'm gonna pick the Chargers. But it's it's going to be a very close game. I it's not it's definitely not going to be a one sided game for sure. Um, if watch if Washington's defense could get to Justin Herbert, then that's going to be the key to their victory. But if Justin Herbert can even you know do like anything against them, I feel like you know the Chargers defense is at least good enough to hinder the uh washington's offense because i mean let's let's face it 
that 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 Washington offense, uh, you know, that quarterback position isn't nothing special. You know, I mean, wow. it depends on which which Fitz, Fitzpatrick shows up, but you know, we'll see, we'll see. But I'm gonna pick the Chargers. It's gonna kill me all year to root against him all year. I love Ryan Fitzpatrick, but now I need to root for him to do poorly. <laughs> and I mean, like at this stage in his career, if he has a poor season, it might be the last time he's got a shot. I mean, I would say likely this is the last starting gig he's gonna get, unless he fucking blows up. Yeah. Um. I'll I'll come back with with numbers again. Uh, so the Chargers are ranked 31st in offense. The football team is ranked uh, 19th. Uh, on the defensive side of the ball, the Chargers are ranked 6th. And the Washington football team is ranked 24th. Wow, Chargers are ranked uh, 31st in offense? I feel like yeah. that's very that's, low. Yeah, no. How could they be worse than that's the Cowboys really last low. season? Are they number 32? <laughs> I mean, Justin <laughs> Herbert threw for 4,000 yards last season. I don't know. And they're 31st? Mm-hmm. Who was 32? Uh, you have any idea? Uh, I, I have no idea. I'm just game by game gotcha. stepping into this. So Probably we'll we'll figure not. it out. <laughs> yeah, we'll get there. We'll get there. <laughs> um, in passing, uh, the Chargers are 30th, and the Washington football team are 19th. And in rushing, the Chargers are 29th, and the Washington football is, are 18th. Um, so bottom three basically in every category except defense for for the chargers um but i think it's all going to depend on again what fitzpatrick shows up for washington because i mean he's going to throw it out there it doesn't matter it doesn't matter who's out there i mean jake has seen it firsthand yeah. i've seen it first i was about to say we got you know half yeah. the people in this in this group here have had it's Patrick on their team, so we've you know seen we've the, seen we, you know. we've seen we we've seen both Fitz Magic and Fitz Tragic, so it's. <laughs> <laughs> I've never heard that one before. That was good. Um, so you know, it all depends on which one shows up, and but I think, uh, but I think ultimately Washington will win, and my reasoning may seem a little, I don't know, uh basic i guess so justin herbert is coming into coming into washington and one thing the rookie didn't have to deal with last year was crowd noise and crowds in the nfc east are not friendly no matter (laughs) what game you go to uh i know that from firsthand experience um so so yeah uh so i think um not saying it's going to get to him completely, but I think it will throw him off his game a little bit more than, you know, uh, just playing in an empty stadium with, you know, Madden sounds or whatever they used for crowd noise last year. Uh, but I'm I'm taking I'm taking football team in hopes that Fitzmagic shows up for for them, which he usually does for the first you know four or five games. Yeah. Yeah, I think uh, I think that's really good. Um, I mean, you know, like like I said, you know, uh, I uh, fantasy player to watch out for me is, uh, you know, it, you know, it's gonna be it's gonna be something to see if uh, Justin Herbert can do anything against this uh, Washington defense. But I don't know. I mean, I wouldn't like I wouldn't say he's a must start by any means at all because 
right now he's you know this is going to be his his ultimate test you know because i think this is one of the better defenses he's ever had to face so um but you know i feel like uh if you could get enough targets for him i feel like terry mclaurin could be another uh uh one to watch in this matchup antonio gibson uh will probably get a lot of the bulk on uh, first and second down um you know but that's the thing about you know about that backfield though because like Antonio Gibson is getting the work on first and second down, but you know, Washington's come out and said that JD McKissick is their third down running back. That's, you know, he's getting all those third down touches. And if that, if I'm a fantasy owner, that kind of pisses me off a little bit, especially if I, you know, if I took, you know, uh, Antonio Gibson in the first or second round, um, you know, first round being in probably obviously deeper leagues. um, But you know, because like if, if if I'm spending a first or second round pick on this guy, I'm going to want him to be out there at all times. So, you know, I mean, obviously you don't want to hope for anybody to get hurt, but, you know, hopefully that Antonio Gibson can show a little bit more than he did last season. So that way they, maybe they trust him more on third. But we'll segue right on to the next matchup here. We got the Seattle Seahawks going into Indianapolis. Okay. I, so see, a, you know, I see a lot of smiles over there. So, like, well, um, what do we got on our brain, fellas? What do we, what do we uh, got on so our brain? So, before, 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 we, before we go into this, um, a couple of facts that I want to throw out there that I completely missed from the last two games that we just covered. Uh, now, I'll say these really quick. Uh, so QBs select the number one overall. This is referring to Jacksonville and Houston. QBs select the number one overall are 0-12 and one in debut start since 2003. Uh, also, the the you know thought idea fact for the Chargers a Washington football game, Washington football team game is offensive rookie of the year versus defensive rookie of the year last year. So yeah, that's true. So those that's are those true. are their interesting facts. Um, and then we'll we'll do this one just before I let uh, Phil and Jake go. Seattle is eleven and one in their last twelve games that start at ten a.m. Eastern time. Jesus, they've they've beat that demon that a lot of teams can't. That that travel. Yeah, that West Coast. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. West Coast teams have that trouble. So yeah, uh, so you guys take four. Okay. Um, I think it's – I'm really uh, – I'm a high believer in Seattle in this game. Uh, the Colts got to figure out – like, Carson Wentz, you know, that's who they've decided to trust their future in, which, you know, that's a 50-50 gamble right there. Um, I feel like Seattle's more well put together. But I feel like it's going to be one of those, like, a defensive game. That That is probably the Colts' main advantage here is that Seattle's defense is not as good as theirs. And they could stymie Russell. They could stymie Chris Carson. They just got to – they have to lock down Metcalf and lock it. Beyond that, if they can do that, they have a real good chance because they'll be able to move the ball on what was not a really good Seattle defense last year. Um, the players to look out for in this game, I want to say Metcalf because he's a stud. Um, on on Indy side, I keep a lookout for Jonathan Taylor because he could have a really, really good game against yep. that against that Seattle defense. Um, I, I like I said, I see it seeing probably about like a, a score in the twenties kind of game. I'm gonna take Seattle, 
by like a field goal. I feel, I feel like the Colts are going to hold them close with the defense, but they're, but Russell's going to do just enough to get them over that hump. What do you think? Uh, this is a really great game. It's one of my favorites uh, for week one, because you've got these two upper mid card teams that make the playoffs uh, pretty regularly. I mean, the Colts more recently have started making playoffs. Uh, one thing, I mean, obviously the guy that everybody's going to be watching is Carson Wentz. You know, his he's coming back from his foot injury. He's going to play. You know, you don't know how effective he's going to be. Um, I am actually going to take the – man, I'm so split on this game. I'm going to take the Colts to win this game. And here's my reasoning. Maybe if the team playing against the Colts had a great pass rush – kind of had Wentz running around a little bit on that foot. Uh, the Colts might have a chance to lose, but uh, Seattle, um, let's see here. Uh, the last four weeks of the season last year, the leading pressure man on the Seattle defense was Jamal Adams. Now, Jamal Adams, he's a good pass rusher as a safety, but he is safety. So they don't really get after the quarterback at all. It's not really something that – they do well. I feel like these teams are so evenly matched up that it could come down to a mismatch like that. And that's why I'm picking the Colts. Keep changing my mind. Okay. Uh, Brian, do you want to go first? Yeah, sure. I'll, I'll, I'll take first, uh, first range on these ones. Uh, so I'm just going to keep drilling numbers. So the Colts are top 10 in every category. Uh, so they're ninth on offense, ninth in defense, seventh in passing, and ninth in rushing. For Seattle, they're 28th in offense, 10th in defense, 28th in passing, and 26th in rushing. Man, um, whose, whose numbers are these? Whose fucking rankings are these? Numbers bruh, just these, feel off. Bruh, NFL. This is the NFL app. Yeah, that, that just seems <laughs> I know. That okay. seems wrong. Are you sure? Are you sure that's not like 2021 preseason? <laughs> <laughs> It just says league rankings. I don't know what rankings these are. These are. I think that might I be. I feel like these are preseason rankings. That, that would be wild. Hey, listen. This is all it says. It just says league rankings. So yeah, I don't know if they're combining last year and this year or what. But whatever. These are these are what I'm given. <laughs> um, but it it almost makes sense for for the Colts from last year because I mean. Up until they got into Buffalo in the, the wild card game last year, I mean, they were a top 10 team. I mean, they're in, in all categories, even with end of the rope Phillip Rivers. Um, so I think, as, as everybody probably says, it's all going to come down to Carson Wentz. It's going to, what can he do <clears throat> coming back, teaming back up with Frank Wright, who he had in his basically almost MVP season in 20, what, 2017, 2018. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but you can't knock, you can't knock Russell. You can't not talk about him. Um, strong, had strong, strong case for MVP last year. Um, you know, doing, doing everything on his own with just, you know, two receivers and, you know, and then Chris Carson, but you, you can't keep him out of the game. Um, I do think it'll be a close game, though. Um, but I'm going to say the Seahawks are going to have the edge in this game. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, so 
yeah, um, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with the Seahawks. Um, but yeah, you know, like I feel like uh, I feel like this game could, you know, I, I feel like this game could go be pretty close. Um, you know, it's gonna be tough to play in uh, in Lucas Oil. You know, first time fans are back at full capacity there. Um, that stadium can get pretty loud and rocking. Uh, you know, especially, you know, if their Colts are, you know, any bit of slight contendership, you know, that, that stadium can get pretty, uh, pretty mm-hmm. round. So, um, but yeah, um, that, that Colts defense was one of the best defenses in football last season. Um, especially, you know, their front seven, uh, you know, you got guys like DeForest Buckner, uh, they just drafted Kuwaiti pay for Michigan. Um, you know, they got, uh, Darius Leonard, um, you know, guys yeah. like that. They're so good that Thomas took him with his first pick in the draft. Yes. <laughs> Thomas, <laughs> Thomas took him with the first pick of Jake's League's draft. Yeah. Oh, shout out Thomas. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, players to watch for me in this matchup, obviously, you know, Russell Wilson, I feel is in that category of like, lock in must start fantasy quarterbacks um because of his uh his ability to get outside of the pocket you know scramble a little bit and uh you know really extend the play um because he's not just confined to the pocket as far as you know you know put the stretch in the defense um so yeah and uh players like dk metcalf Tyler Lockett um and I I honestly really agree with everything that Jake said as far as fantasy matchups go uh, uh Jonathan Taylor I will be uh the first to attest uh, about Jonathan Taylor's uh fantasy production started off a little slow last season but towards the end of the season he was picking it up and keeping pace with the uh with the best of the fantasy running backs in football go ahead Jake I had I had one player that I didn't mention that uh, I see as a fantasy sleeper is um my boy from USC, Michael Pittman, oh who God, you who, stole it from me. Who is basically <laughs> he's wide receiver one now with T.Y. Hilton down. So you know this guy. I am interested to see Michael Pittman, and it's not really for fantasy reasons; it's for real life reasons. Because I don't know if everybody remembers, but when old Carson Wentz came in, and he was like, "Hey, can I have number 11? And Michael Pittman, who had seven catches for 38 yards last season, one touchdown, he was like. No, no. <laughs> to his new quarterback. Nah, you know what? That's the real MVP. I don't need. I don't need that. I, I just want to see. You know, is they, are they going to have a good relationship, or is it going to be like, hey, if I had anybody else to throw it to, I'd throw it to them over you. Like, like how Aaron Rodgers does it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah. So, uh, yeah. This is going to be a. Uh, this is probably going to be one of the better games uh, in Week One to watch i feel like this is uh at least as far as uh, some of the one o'clock games go we got a couple of good matchups that uh that are happening in the early afternoon matchups but um yeah so um i'm gonna go seattle i i think seattle by like a field goal or even a couple points you know it could be very close It, it could really come down to the wire there um so yeah we'll um we'll segue right into the next one we got uh we go from a high-profile matchup from a couple of playoff teams to teams that were in the bottom of the barrel last season. We got the Jets at the Carolina Panthers. 
The Sam Darnold revenge game. Yep, yep. Uh, uh, so we'll just we'll just double say revenge him. game, double revenge game because we got Robbie Anderson too going up against. Yeah. Uh, segue just right right over to fantasy here. Um, that's my player to watch, Sam Darnold, Robbie Anderson as well. Um, obviously, Christian McCaffrey will do whatever he does. Yeah, but hey, can Christian McCaffrey make it through a fucking game? That's another Come good on. question. <laughs> Come on, man. Came back, blew up for 21 that yeah. one week, and then just left again. Um, but yeah, no, this is, this is the game for Sam Darnold to just be like, this was your system. This was Adam Gase. I can be a starting quarterback in the NFL. I could root for Sam Darnold again, and it feels nice. Um, (laughs) I'm going to take Carolina in that game. They might win by a touchdown or two. The Jets are still like, I'll give, I'll give a little bit of credit to the Jets. They improved a lot of things. They, if anything, are few years away from even kind of contending but you know Zach Wilson who knows um I feel like on that side of the ball Zach Wilson he might have a good game he might show out the first week he might not I feel I I feel like it may be more competitive than I give it credit to but I am definitely I'm definitely hard for Carolina for this one I I had to hold back the vomit from saying that yeah, no, listen, they, they they beefed up their line a little bit, you know. They, they, they're starting over again. They're doing what the Jets do. Who knows? Maybe they rolled the dice right this time, right? Hey, he uh, looked, their rookie quarterback, Wilson, looks pretty good in preseason. I mean, it was preseason. Of course, uh, a player for me to watch is, of course, Sam Darnold. Obviously, revenge game factor. But, hey, this is one of the worst defenses he's going to play all season. Like the Jets might be like, a de- they might be decent for a bad team, but their defense isn't going to really show up. It's going to be the offense that they're going to have to lean on. I, with Carl Lawson going down, I don't even think I could name a single Jets player on defense. I, I don't think I could. CJ Mosley. Okay. Oh, yeah. CJ Mosley. Marcus May, their safety, Marcus May, he's pretty good. But okay. that's, that's literally the only two I know. Quinnen Williams, Quinnen Williams from Alabama. I forgot about him. Uh, DJ Moore. You know he had a thousand yards last season. That was crazy to me. That was crazy to me that he had a quarterback and that he did, and he still had a pretty damn good year. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I mean, I don't really like my Panthers pick here, but I don't know, man. Their defense. I feel like their offenses are kind of similar, probably. The Panthers have an edge there a little bit. I'd say a decent amount. You know what? I'll, I'll take the Panthers. Now that I'm breaking it down, <laughs> I feel like they're better on offense, they're better on defense. They should win. Yeah, so um, I would say as far as, like, fantasy implications go, if you got receivers on either team, like uh, if you got, like, Corey Davis going up against this you know, this Panthers defense, or you got any of the, any of the starting Panthers wide receivers going up against this Jets defense. I feel like you got a pretty favorable matchup here. Um, yeah. Because, um, Elijah, Elijah Moore could actually get some work because Jameson Crowder's out for the week. Yep, so Elijah out. Moore could get a lot of work. Yep. And he, you know, he, he's a, he's a rookie coming out of old miss that I'm actually, I was actually pretty high on. Um, this this draft class at receiver was really deep. 
Um, a lot of really good receivers. Um, so yeah, I, I, this this game, you know, it's kind of like uh, you know, it's kind of like Trevor Lawrence against Houston. If if Zach Wilson's gonna have a good game against any defense, it could be against this Carolina defense. You know, because I'm not really you know really high on Carolina's defense at all. But on the flip side of it, I really see Sam Darnold having a big day against his old team. I really do. I'm I'm going to even go on a limb here and say he throws for 300 yards and three touchdowns. <laughs> that that's my bold prediction. Man. I'm going to take I'm going to take the Panthers here by two touchdowns. Oh, wow. Man. Yeah. Should I even bother going over numbers like anymore cuz I feel like <laughs> Well, you're well. Okay, right, you're saying that. Does it look broken here? Are we about to hear that the Jets have a top ten offense? Eleven? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This those, is those, are three, those are those are three seasons. Fuck you, NFL.com. Um, but yeah, uh, I think I think a change of scenery for Sam Darnold is going to do him some good. I'm I'm really happy that he got out of New York. Um, obviously the topic of the game, as Jake had mentioned, everybody's mentioned is the revenge game for Sam Darnold, more Sam Darnold than Robbie Anderson, I would think. Um, but you know, them two coming back together, I was actually going to say that Sam Darnold was going to throw for 300 yards and four touchdowns. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. Before, before you took your bold prediction. Um, and I'm going to say only one of those is going to be. To Christian McCaffrey, uh, I think that's going to be the only. I think I think that's going to be the only touchdown that Christian McCaffrey has in that game. I'm sorry, but these predictions for Sam Darnold are crazy. Jake, they are. even your three touchdowns. You know how many touchdowns he had last season? He had nine the whole year. Well, I mean, yeah. <laughs> Dude, I will be I know, stunned. I, 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 I don't this know. This is his I, old team, though. This is his old team. He knows them like the back of his hand. He practiced against them every single day, bro. Yeah, but I, I don't even think Sam Donald knew his own offense like the back of his hand in New York. <laughs> okay, but the point, it's all right. But the but the point being, he saw a lot of ghosts. He got spooked. It's all right. He's, you know, <laughs> uh, uh, but the point the point being, Phil, that's why it's called a bold prediction. But, okay, gotcha. Um, <laughs> but as, as, much, as much as I would hate to say it, I don't want to see the Panthers win, you know, coming from a divisional opponent side. Uh, but I think uh, I, th- I think that the, the Panthers will come out on top on this one. But I'm, I'm going to expect it to be close. I mean, I don't see either defense doing really well. You know, it's just – so, but I think I think so. Zach Wilson is going to have a shot to really make this game interesting against that Jets defense. I think it'll be a low-scoring game, but it's not going to be because the defenses are playing well. <laughs> it's going to be a very bad offensive game. <laughs> yes, I think so. <laughs> Kickers are going to end up with twenty-seven points. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, yeah. Start so, to we will go in right into the next matchup here. We got Minnesota traveling to Cincinnati. So yeah, this is a this is a top story in this one. Joe Burrow first game back since he uh, tore his ACL. Uh, they mm-hmm. went out and got Jamar Chase. Um, 
in the draft. Uh, you know, who can't, uh, who can't uh, tell the difference in, a, in an NFL ball? You guys see that? Yeah, dude, he's had one the of, NFL ball because it doesn't have stripes on it. I think that he's gonna have a terrible season. I've never heard of a guy have such a horrible preseason, and then when the season starts, he's like, "Yeah, you know, I get it." Especially as a rookie, like I just think it's gonna be unfortunate for him how bad. I think yeah, for anyone for anyone who drafted him, I feel bad. I feel bad. I didn't feel like he was worth as high as he was going. Like, well, uh, you know, he was such a top pick. When the skilled position players are picked that high in real life and their fantasy draft stock goes up. Yeah. And he used to play with Joey back in the day. Doesn't always matter. <laughs> right. What's that guy's name? They got Kobe Fleener. Yeah. <laughs> he played with Andrew Luck in Stanford, and he's still blue. <laughs> Yeah, so I mean, obvious name that you think about in this uh, in this matchup is Dalvin Cook, uh, mm-hmm. as far as fantasy implications go. Um, many in many uh, in many drafts, especially on ESPN.com, he's ranked uh, right at number two. Uh, you know, he definitely has the potential to be the top scoring fantasy running back this season. Uh, if he stays healthy, if he stays healthy the entire season, he could be, he could be number one, uh, because excellent, uh, back, uh, uh, excellent pass catching back, um, dynamic between the tackles, uh, it, it bounce him outside. He can do, he can do a little bit of everything. He's like, if you, if you try to make a prototype of like the best running back, a lot of, you're going to take a lot from Dalvin cook. All right. Yep. Just to put it that way. Um, so yeah, um, my prediction on this one, I think honestly, I, I, I mean, even though Cincinnati's at home, it's Joe Burrow's first game back. I still got Minnesota. I still got Minnesota. I just don't, I, I, I'm just really not high on that Cincinnati defense. I feel like, you know, I feel like that, that uh, Minnesota offense is just too, you know, they just got too much for them to handle. Even with yes, uh, Mister, you like that at quarterback. Um, so yeah, I'm picking Minnesota, and I'm I'm picking Minnesota by at least ten. Yeah, I, I'm leaning very heavily on Minnesota for this game. Um, I did say, you know, in our preseason predictions that Cincinnati would be a lot better of a team this year. And I really do. I I feel that way. I feel like they've improved at least a little bit to be better. Joe Burrow's going to get better. Um. But will they be a playoff team? Yeah. But <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I don't know about that. But I, I, I feel like Minnesota is a is a lot better. It's a lot better team. You know, Cook, and then you know we didn't talk about Adam Thielen or Justin Jefferson. Justin Jefferson's gonna do. I, I he's gonna do as well as he did last year, if not better. It was unprecedented how well he played as a rookie. Um, they, you know, one thing to look out in that offense is that the, how they get, how they're going to replace their tight ends. They lost Irv Smith for the season. So now they got to come up with a whole new game plan there. The yeah, defense Kyle is Rudolph solid. came to New York. So yeah, Kyle Rudolph is off in New York. Very um, on, on Cincinnati side, I guess, if you're looking out for a player, Joe Burrow, maybe it, uh, this is also the return of Joe Mixon. Maybe yep. he can actually play well and stay healthy. Although I stayed away from him in every fantasy <laughs> because he Same. likes to burn me with his injuries. Um, 
Yeah, I, I feel like it's a Minnesota game. Like you said, about 10. I feel that feels – I feel that's pretty accurate. Um, I'm taking Minnesota there too. Yeah, I also have Minnesota confidently against this game. I think the Bengals are pretty bad. I feel like – I don't know how a front office can watch their star rookie, The basically the only exciting thing they have going for them, and watch him be broken literally on the field, and then they're just like, hey – we're good on offensive line. Like we don't really got to do that much. We're like a bottom five unit already. We don't need to add anything really to this. It just blows my mind. And then they bring in Jamar Chase, who apparently, you know, all I, the only time I ever hear about Jamar Chase is he's doing something bad or saying something, you know, you don't, you're not supposed to admit. I, like it reminds me of when Sam Darnold said his thing about seeing ghosts. Like you, Keep that to yourself, you know, bro. Don't, don't say it out loud because then everybody's going to judge you for it, for saying it. <laughs> also, also that, and then, like, you're, you're on the field, they're going to be harassing you. Like, you're just bringing it on yourself. And then... <laughs> yeah, you will be roasted by veterans, I'm sure. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I could just I could just see it. One of these Minnesota Viking cornerbacks going up against Jamar Chase saying, hey, the ball's coming. I can see it. <laughs> <laughs> you see that? Um, see that right there? See that? I'm going to take this from you. Um, yeah, I think, uh, I think this is a Minnesota game all the way. Uh, again, agree with Bill after seeing Joe Burrow, you know, tear not one, but two ligaments in his knee and then going out and taking a, a wide receiver that he played with over an offensive, offensive lineman to protect him baffles my mind. Um, I, I I'm going to take, I'm going to take Minnesota by more than 10 yeah. uh, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say probably 17 um, because of Dalvin Cook and Adam Thielen and Dalvin Cook is gonna run all over the place yeah, I, mean, so, he, he, I mean he's set up to have at least three touchdowns himself he may be the top starter this week. yeah he so yeah case in point the point we're trying to make you got Dalvin Cook in your fantasy lineup <laughs> you did good okay <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's the first game we've all agreed on. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Minnesota across the board, not even a question. Okay. So, now, this is a game that could have some different opinions. We got probably, as far as the one o'clock games go, other than Seattle and Indianapolis, probably is a contender for top matchup of the early afternoon games. Uh, we got Arizona going up against Tennessee. Yo, you fooled me so hard. I really thought we were about to talk about the Bills Steelers. Well, that's but coming up. I that's coming up. Game. I'm just going oh, in order as I see it. Okay. So, in, just, interesting, in, interesting fact on this game. Uh, each of the last three matchups were decided by five points or fewer. Ooh. Arizona, no. Titans. Titans. Arizona Titans? Yes. Um, solid matchup. That is solid. That is solid. Um, players to look out for, obviously, uh, Derrick Henry. We're just going to start there. Um, see how, how the offense will have a little bit more balance now. Now they got Julio Jones. Um, they may, they may pass a little more, take a little bit off, take a little bit off of Derrick Henry's plate. Just, you know, because when you run a guy into the ground, eventually his legs are going to run out. Don't care how big you are. Don't care. You know what I mean? You have like 800 more rushing yards than the second guy. It's exactly. Like, exactly. I feel like it'll help balance out that approach. That just makes that team so much better. Um, yeah, really I'm does. interested to see how that works. Also, AJ Brown's going to get 
you know, he's going to be, he's going to be more open. And he played on an injured friggin' leg last year and yeah. still had what top 10 fantasy production. So I really, I really do like the Titans in this game, but on the flip side with Arizona, you know, another year for Kyler is, you know, this is kind of, it feels like make or break kind of here, you know, Cliff Kingsbury really hasn't shown that he can get it done yet. You know, he put a lot of faith in Kyler ditching Josh Rosen after one year and <laughs> the saddest man in the NFL, Josh Rosen. Um, <laughs> Kyler, as I was saying, um, you know, he's got, they added AJ Green, see if he has anything left in the tank. He wasn't getting a lot of separation in Cincinnati last year. So who knows? Um, you know, got DeAndre Hopkins. Um, and, you know, they added James Conner behind Chase Edmonds. Wonder how that backfield split's going to go. Um, I don't want to touch it. Don't want to touch it. No, I'm gonna. I hear that. that. Um, It's going to be a really good game. I can see the score going back and forth here. Titans really don't have a great defense. Arizona doesn't have a really great defense. This could be shootout of the week. I cannot decide. I'm gonna say Tennessee. Okay. Uh, Yeah. So, like, kind of piggybacking off of what Jake said uh, with Josh Rosen, if if the land of misfit toys was a quarterback, it would be Josh Rosen. <laughs> Dude, I actually, uh, quick story. I have a friend uh, who wanted Josh Rosen to be a New York Giant so bad, he got one of them custom jerseys and put Rosen on it. I wonder where that is now. I wonder if it's still in his closet. Uh, <laughs> if, if that happens i will literally personally go up to david gettleman and punch him no dude him. this was when they were doing drafting like that's who he wanted that was his boy oh my god no that's probably, <laughs> that's probably, that's probably somewhere at the bottom of like a burnt bonfire or something <laughs> like yeah it, it was nuts that anybody wanted that uh two people that i'm looking forward to seeing most in this game that aren't obvious superstars well, I mean, Julio Jones, you can kind of throw in that category, but, you know, he's on the older side. People are saying he's done. He's injury prone. He got traded for a bag of fucking potato chips, basically. You know, it's Julio Jones, and he got traded for basically nothing. Uh, another guy I'm interested in that Jake brought up is A.J. Green. I know A.J. Green also looks like he's kind of done, but, hey, he gave his all for Cincinnati and they don't got nothing going for him. So he's actually got something to play for now and be motivated for. He's in a locker room with better people, better teammates. I think that he might, I mean, he's not going to be great or anything, but I think he's going to be better than people think. I I feel like he's a, he's a better, he's a better suited number two than Christian Kirk or when like even Larry Fitzgerald last year. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, yeah, you know, I, I agree with a lot of uh, what both of you guys said. Um, you know, uh, kind of also going back to the Tennessee's offense, I am honestly uh, pretty high on uh, Tannehill this year. I think Tannehill could, you know, uh, really have a solid season now that he's got a, a like a like probably the best receiving receiver duo in football, you know, like it, it, you could, you could make a serious argument for it, AJ Brown and Julio Jones, you know, and, you know, and, and I, I think it's kind of like a, what have you done for me lately kind of thing when you think of Julio Jones, because yeah, he was injured for most of last year, 
But like, I would like, I kind of cringe when people say that he's injury prone because I mean, like he's really not, you know, (laughs) really not injury prone. He just just had one year where he had a pretty, pretty bad injury before that. What in like, like four years, he missed like, like three or four games or something like that. Like, yeah, something very small. You know, uh, you know, he's missed very minimal games throughout his entire career. Um, you know, but this this past season he had a tough break. You know, it happens. You know, he's he's had he's been a receiver, a top receiver in this league for for pretty pretty good a substantial amount of time. So, you know, the the wear and tear catches up to you eventually. Yes, but I feel like I feel like Julio's going to be fine this season. I feel like he's going to play most of the season he might not play all 17 games but they don't need him to honestly they don't need him to play all 17 games if they if they could get a good 13 or 14 games in the regular season with him that is perfect because having him just on the field opens up so much for that offense um it's going to take a lot of pressure off of Derrick Henry off of Tannehill off of A.J. Brown because Julio has gained so much respect in that league. They're going to probably throw double teams at him a lot of the time, just based off respect alone. So um, I, I'm going to go with Tennessee in this matchup. It's going to be a very high scoring game. Um, Yeah. So that's my lock. Phil, you didn't pick. Oh yeah. I'll, I'll take Tennessee. I believe in them more than Arizona. Yeah. Okay. Um, so I don't know how I feel about this. Like, I kind of wish, as much as I hated Julio being in Atlanta and playing against him twice a year, I kind of wish he would go back because Tennessee Titans fans have been nothing but annoying. Uh, <laughs> this is from a man that in Tennessee, so you got to, you know. <laughs> and I have to deal with it. Um, but I'm going to pick Arizona. And the reason I'm going to pick Arizona is going to be the most childish reason that you are ever going to hear in your life. And that is because the Titans organization or whoever does their marketing or promos are stupid. Uh, because every time they get a first down, if you're at a Titans game, every time they get a first down, they play like the 300 Spartans, like the, oh, oh, you know, thing. And I'm like, those are Spartans, not Titans. Go back to school. Um, so that is why I am picking Arizona. <laughs> Pretty sure all yeah, the I I agree with that statement about being childish. Jesus, Brian. Like every time, every time I've been to a, a a Tennessee game and it happens, I'm like, oh my god, somebody. Do they, the, the the Southern schools are just terrible. Do they still I mean, they rip just, off? Do they still rip off the Packers? Go Pack Go. No. Because I remember in old men's there was one that had a Go Titans Go thing. I'm like, and that's such a rip off. That is no, a rip off. No, they don't. They don't. No, they rip off the the. 300 Spartans thing. And they have this dude that walks around in a big gladiator uniform with his nipples are like this long and everything. And it's just, I hate it. I hate it. It's like a constant reminder of like just how much I hate it. <laughs> I can't stand it. So, yeah, that's why I'm picking Arizona. So we got three for the Titans and we got one for Arizona. Okay. For very for very childish. For very reasons. childish reason. <laughs> Don't even care. <laughs> Make sure that is known. 
All right. <laughs> we'll emphasize the childishness, the pettiness. <laughs> Nothing against the, the Titans team. It's their marketing program. Yeah. And I know the guy that works for the marketing program. I worked with him at my job for a little bit before he left. Okay. He wouldn't do anything for me. So <laughs> he wouldn't change it. Damn him. <laughs> All right. So we're going to go right into the next matchup here. We got San Francisco on the road against the bite your kneecap off Detroit Lions. Um, San, Francisco, San Francisco has won the won 10 of the last 11 games versus Detroit. Let's just throw that out there. I don't see it changing, but I feel like the 49ers will be pretty good this season. Yeah. I think, uh, as long as everybody stays healthy, you know, they will challenge for a playoff spot. No chance in hell that Detroit is going to be challenging for any playoff spots. It uh, remains to be seen if DeAndre Swift actually murdered someone or whatever's going on there. You know, last time I heard an NFL player maybe murder someone, he, he did. <laughs> so, you know, keep an eye on that. He's pro- I don't know if he's going to play this week. I think he is, actually. Yeah, no, he's good. He's playing. He's going to play. Man, beat those charges, man. Um, but, yeah, I mean, this one is this one's pretty cut and dry. Like the Vikings game for me, I, I think it's – pretty obvious who's going to win. I don't think it's going to be particularly close either. I don't know how if I could even find a good thing to say about Detroit, really. Other head coach is entertaining. I mean, he, he better get all the quotes he can in because I don't think he's going to last more than two years. I mean, I, I don't know. You know? Um, yeah. Uh, San Fran, I feel like they passed their injury bug over to Baltimore. So maybe – Maybe they can, you know, avoid the bullshit they dealt with last year. Yeah, you know, this is a team two years ago going to the Super Bowl, and they just got fucked by injuries and fucked by injuries. Down goes Garoppolo. Down goes Kittle. You know, there's a whole fucking list. Bosa. San Francisco. Yeah, they, they're going to handle this game easily. Um, Fantasy-wise, don't trust that Niners backfield. Kyle Shanahan just is abusive, and we'll just pick a random guy and go, here, you're the starter this week. Um, <laughs> that's all he did last year. Just like, oh, Jeff Wilson, it's your week. Oh, Jerick McKinnon, it's your week. Oh, Jerick McKinnon's got tire legs. All right, let's pull out a what was it, Jeff Hasty? Let's pull Jeff. Yeah, he had one good week, <laughs> and then everybody was like, start him the next week, and then he got like 2.8. Anyways, anyways, don't don't trust that. But I mean, Brandon Ayuk, he was actually leaning on pretty heavy. He had a good back half of last year. I could see a good game out of him. Maybe Debo Samuel too. You know, Kittle and Garoppolo will do their thing. On the flip side in Detroit, it's honestly open season for their wide receivers. You got Tyrell Williams, who could be their number one. You got Amon Ross St. Brown, my boy from SC. Um, what a nasty pair of names you just said. Yeah, exactly. That's one. That's potentially one and two. So, <laughs> so you know, and then Jared Goff, you know, has shown that he cannot be consistent. Man, it's not like Jared Goff is going into a good scenario either. It's like the worst thing they're like hey we're gonna get matthew stafford and you are just gonna go away you're going to go to detroit you're gonna go die over there no chance everybody's gonna say you suck and hey they're probably right you're gonna keep doing that you're gonna keep sucking oh i got a quick question for you guys you think trey lance has anything to do with this game yes over under on three trey lance plays 
Uh, I'm going to say under I'm going to actually say that he gets zero. I don't think they're going to need much trickeration to beat the Lions. I think that's something you save. I'm going to say I'm, I'm, I'm going to say over. Because they're, 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 they're going to get a lead, and they're going to put Trey Lance in to save Jimmy Garoppolo. Maybe. I could see, see that. I, I could see that. that. Um, yeah, so beyond that, and, you know, DeAndre Swift might have a good game. You know, <laughs> after Jack Hilson. And also, <laughs> DeAndre Swift killed the man. <laughs> That's right. Um, Hawkinson, you know, maybe Hawkinson may be the biggest benefactor here because he's, like, the only proven guy in their offense in terms of receiving. So, you know, but then again, Jared Goff doesn't treat tight ends well. So, who knows? Um, I'm taking Niners by 20. Go. Yeah, no, I already said the Niners. Yeah, Niners, okay, yeah. 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 Niners by 20. What's up, Jake? <laughs> Niners. That is all. Yeah. Um, if, if those charges with DeAndre Swift do come true, and I hope they don't for the sake of, you know, <laughs> this person's family, but if they are true and Detroit doesn't put out an article the next morning that says a swift death, then I I don't know oh, how I would yeah. feel. <laughs> yeah. Then you're starting running back with Jamal Williams. Whoa, ladies and gentlemen. They could really be the worst team in the whole NFL. Is there a chance that they go 0-17 along with their 0-16 from, what, 2009? Yep. Yep. <laughs> yep. Match him up. Hang Dude, up. that'd be so Hang crazy. Like, you know how the Dolphins guys, like, celebrate every year? Like, these guys mm-hmm. would be celebrating for them to lose, like, from that yep. team. Pop champagne when it comes. Yeah, we're not the worst anymore. <laughs> that'd be great. Yeah, the, the, the Browns team that went winless, too, will be celebrating that as well. I forgot mm-hmm. that happened, too. Damn. Yeah, whole, whole parade. Whole parade for them. Yeah, San Fran by a by a landslide. Yeah. So um now we are going to go into a matchup we'll, where Jake will be there live. Mm. We are going to talk about Pittsburgh going into where the Bills Mafia is. Jake, you wanna take you wanna you wanna oh. take the reins on this one? Oh, shout yeah. out! Shout out to the best fans in the world, by the way. Congrats on that. Best fans in football. We appreciate, we appreciate that. Voted, um, voted by Fox. Yep, two years yep. in a row, back to back. Um, yeah, I'm excited. Uh, Josh Allen looked good when I was there a couple weeks ago for uh, preseason against Green Bay. Uh, loaded, ready to go. He's ready. Diggs is ready. The defense has improved. Uh, the secondary is a little thin. My, if I have one concern on the team, the secondary is a little thin. Uh, we have our main guy starters, but one guy goes down, I'm scared. Um, but beyond that, uh, I see I see it being a close game. I see it being like win by a touchdown because um, Pittsburgh can hang. They still they still have you know Big Ben isn't in his prime, but Big Ben can still fucking toss toss a fucking pigskin. Um, it's gonna be Najee Harris's debut. He could have a good game against a Buffalo run defense that wasn't the greatest last year. Um, also, you know, another another X factor I think to look out for is um, Claypool. I'm not that high on Juju Smith-Schuster, but uh, I could see it being a back-and-forth game. I got Buffalo by seven. Um, I think Josh Allen only had about 18 points when he went against Pittsburgh last year. 
Um, another player to look out for, I want to say, is Devin Singletary. Just because he looked good in the preseason, it seems like that's going to be the guy they're going to lean on. But then again, it could be a hot hand situation. Zach Moss is talented. Matt Breed is the speed back. Um, and, uh, and, and another player I want to give a shout out to that I think might have a bigger game than you would think is Gabe Davis. Because Diggs has got a guy, you know, another guy's locking on Sanders. And, you know, they got a, you know, they're looking for Cole Beasley in the slot. And Gabe Davis is very athletic. He's got a lot. He's, I, I could, if I'm going to pick any receiver that isn't Stephon Diggs to have a big game, I'm going to go with him. Also a little concerned about the tight end room getting rid of friggin' Jacob Hollister for no reason. I don't understand why they did that. But that's why I think I got Buffalo by seven. Uh, I think it's also going to be a close game. I think that, you know, they played last season, and I, and I don't think it was particularly close, say, for the first half. Maybe it was like uh, first quarter and a half it was close, and then Buffalo kind of took over. I think that the Steelers do definitely have a good chance. You know, like you said, you have worries in the defensive back, kind of the secondary kind of unit. Um, Pittsburgh definitely has weapons at wide receiver. I won't even get started on Juju Smith-Schuster. He is my least favorite player in the whole league. Um, so I wish him – I hope he doesn't have a good game. Um, <laughs> what else can I say about this? I also really like uh, you said Gabriel, Gabriel Davis. Gabriel Davis, yeah. Yes. Uh, I always fumble on his name. I actually think that by the end of the season, you're going to see a lot more him and a lot less of Cole Beasley, just because you know. I don't. I don't really. My my thoughts on that. My thoughts on that is I feel like they're going to play a lot of four receiver sets. That's true. I mean, that is what Buffalo likes to do: is throw the ball. As for Harris with Pittsburgh, I don't know. I don't really – I don't think you'll have, like, a great game. I think you'll have a nice, solid game. I feel like, to me, to me, it feels like 75 and a, maybe a touchdown. I feel like the way that Big Ben gets rid of the ball so quickly that he can nullify the Buffalo pass rush a little bit. But, you know, people got to catch the ball and stuff like that. If he can do that successfully, they will pull the upset on the road. But I do, I do think Buffalo is going to win this game. Yeah, uh, I, I I agree. Uh, I agree about that. I think, um, you know, and, and, and you, you mentioned Buffalo's pass rush, and I feel like that was their biggest Achilles heel in that AFC title game against Kansas City because um, they just weren't able to generate a, a solid pass rush against Mahomes, and he just had all day to throw the ball. I mean, their secondary is, you know, among the best in the league you know, with the, the big three they got in Hyde, Poyer, and uh, Tredavious White. Um, but, you know, even the greatest secondaries, you know, can't cover, you know, when the play's going for like six, seven, eight seconds, you know, it's it's tough to cover, you know, it's tough to co cover uh, good receivers for eight seconds, you know. Um, but nonetheless, I believe Buffalo's going to win this game. Um, I am very, very high on Buffalo this year. I feel like that offense could, you know, I honestly, I feel like Josh at my Josh Allen's my pick for league MVP this season. I, uh, I know that, but, <laughs> but uh, honestly, like the guy was second in MVP voting last year. He Rob. took the, he took a, a not a, just a step, a leap last season from, being in, uh, you know, a, a decent starter in this league to a great quarterback. 
he went from that to that. Like you saw spurts of it in that uh, that first uh, that uh, twenty nineteen season they made the wild card round, but you really seen flashes of greatness, you, like uh, consistent flashes of greatness last season. And I feel like they build upon that. Um, I agree with what Phil said. They, they're going to run a lot of uh, four receiver sets um, because, I mean, like, you know, they have a couple of capable running backs, but when you have Josh Allen, you don't really need the greatest run game in, in the world because Josh Allen is they're a running back of their own too. Yeah. You know, he can, he's going to finish among, you know, among the bills running backs as far as rushing yards on the team, you know, cause he's just that dynamic. So yeah, I'm going to go with Buffalo here. I'm not, I, I'm not as high on Pittsburgh as a lot of people are. Um, yeah. Their defense is awesome. They're, you know, that uh, TJ Watt, you know, that, that front line they have, their, their secondary is pretty decent. Um, but I, I, I don't know, man. I'm, I feel like that, that O-line in Pittsburgh, uh, you know, a couple of people left and I, I feel like that O-line's really thin and, uh, I don't know. I I'm not high on big Ben this season. I'm just not, you know, I mean, I, I feel like his best, his best years are behind him. Um, I feel like, and I know there's uh, I'm probably probably going to draw a lot of controversy from Steelers fans about this one, but I feel like I, I feel like it's time to move on. You know, I feel like it's time. Yeah, Steve, to move on. With you. <laughs> Steve would agree with me. Steve would definitely agree with me. He's he, he is the biggest uh, big uh, Big Ben hater, and he's a Steelers fan. So <laughs> so yeah, I'm going to go with Buffalo by uh, by a touchdown. Um, but this. I mean, this game could be pretty close, but I feel like that that uh, that stadium <sighs> at Oracle Park is going to be rocking. I'm getting goosebumps, man. I, 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 I know, I know day, you're half away. I'm getting goosebumps for you. Go Bills, go Bills. I'm rooting for you. Oh man, that's awesome. Uh, yeah, Bills Mafia back in the house. Uh, fantastic. It's going to be fantastic to have fans back in there. Um, I I see this being a who's going to have the ball last in their hands for that final drive uh, kind of game. Um, I feel like just like last year, I mean, I know the Steelers didn't have the toughest of schedules, um, but I feel like the Steelers typically usually always start out really, really hot uh, in their first, first few weeks. Um, but don't sleep on Josh Allen at the same time. Uh Josh Allen's going to throw it. I mean, he's, he's going to sling it. There's no doubt about that. And like, like Jake said, I mean, he can run, he can run. He, he's like, I would say almost like a half a step away from being an elite quarterback. And that half step is at least taking Buffalo to the Super Bowl, if not winning a Super Bowl to put him in that elite, that elite company. Um, but still a great quarterback, and um, I'm super high on Buffalo this year. I and, and Josh Allen being, I mean, I think he was everybody's MVP pick, except for uh, Commissioner Goodell's. Uh, <laughs> and to see a Buffalo person win MVP, um, but I, I think it's going to come down. Ultimately, I would like to see Buffalo win this game, uh, but I think I think it is going to be one of those who has the the ball in their hands last 
Um, I think it's going to be probably like a four point, a four point game. Like um, need, need, a, need a tight down tech story. Go ahead. Really, really quick for everybody who's dancing on Big Ben's grave, let me pull up this stat from the last two full seasons that he's played. He has thrown 67 touchdowns and 26 interceptions. I mean, so I'll, I can't ever be I'll low. Take on, that. I was say I can't ever be low on Jake's Big ben. over here saying you should well, let's start Dwayne Haskins. I don't, I don't think so. I didn't say that. Ben, I didn't say that's not good. anti on Big Ben as a lot of people are. I didn't say those words never came out of my you mouth. Said, they should move on from him. And, I mean, I'm looking at his numbers, and they looked pretty good to me. I'll take those numbers. Okay. 67 touchdowns is pretty. All right. Oh, yeah, I mean. I, I still feel like he might have, like, two good years left in him. Because, yeah. You don't tear his elbow again. Yeah, that's fine. Right. If he, can, if he can stay healthy, yes, absolutely. I guess well that is uh, that is something that we will have to see about. I mean, I mean yeah, I mean you guys can disagree with me all I want. I'm gonna stick by what I said. I just don't. I'm just not as high on Big Ben as everybody else is. I mean yeah, his numbers are great. I mean yeah, his numbers are gonna be great. He's his, he's a veteran in this league. I would hope that he has. I would hope that he has the numbers like that. But I'm just saying that he age is catching up to him. Age is catching up to him, and he, he doesn't have the same zip on the ball that he used to anymore. I, he's not – let me put it this way. He's not aging like a Tom Brady is or or Drew Brees was before he left because Drew Brees was among the top six or seven quarterbacks all the way up until he retired. You know, I I, I, if we're talking about top 10, top – even top 12 – Quarterbacks, uh, Big Ben is not in that in that category to me. Maybe not anymore. You know, not anymore. In his prime, hell yeah, top five quarterback easily, easily. But I just, I don't know. I mean, I just don't, I just don't think that. You know, I mean, if that, if anything is going to take Pittsburgh to a Super Bowl, it's going to be their defense. It's going to be their defense that does that. But we'll see. So, like I said, I got Buffalo this one so um i think everybody says everybody said buffalo right and i think that's the second yeah. one we agreed on holy shit wouldn't you know it all right now from a, a good matchup we're gonna go to a, a matchup that could be a bit of a shit show <laughs> um we got philadelphia going into atlanta battle of the bird poop Battle of the birdies. We've got a lot of bird watching going on over here, guys. Um, yeah, so um, what are you guys what are you guys thinking on this one? Um, so uh, man, Philly just looks like crap. Um, but Atlanta, but I mean Atlanta isn't that great either. But I feel like Atlanta's a better sorry, Tara. I feel like Atlanta is a better team, even though they're not that great. They have, they have a competent offense. You know, Matt Ryan still has a few good years left in him. Yeah. Calvin Ridley's a fucking stud. Uh, beyond that, you know, if, if, if you're looking and talking about fantasy, um, maybe look out for a guy like Russell Gage, who now has taken the number two spot in Atlanta. 
maybe he could do some stuff. In, in spot starts when Julio went down, he had a few decent games. Um, if, if that's what I'm looking at in Atlanta. Um, Mike Davis is a starting running back. I don't know how long that's going to last. I'm not sold on it. But, you know, when it came down to it in certain spots last year in Carolina, Mike Davis filled in and had some decent games for Christian McCaffrey. So that, that's how I feel about that. On the Philadelphia side, I really couldn't tell you who I think because you'd think Atlanta's defense is shitty. So, you know, maybe Hurts might have a decent fantasy game because he can run the ball too. Beyond that, Hey, man, Miles Sanders is a fourth-round fourth pick. Yeah, Miles Sanders could have a good game. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go on that, too. Rager might go off. Uh, Zach Ertz could oh, have a potentially a game. Who, 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 or Sega Whiteside, is he even starting anymore? I feel like this game is, like, really, really boring. Like, I don't care at all about the Falcons anymore. I mean – I care because of Calvin Ridley. I have well, no other Kyle Pitts, you know, Jackson. you want to see if that guy's as good as everybody says he is. You know, I'd like to see him. Does this guy have what it takes? Probably. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, man, I don't really – I'm not interested in watching the Falcons play really this year. I don't think they're going to be very good. Uh, the Eagles are probably not going to be very good either. Uh, I, I do think that they're going to win this game, though. I don't know why I think that. It's just – telling me something was telling me that the Eagles will win and that'll suck for me. But... I'm going to, I'm going with Atlanta. Okay. I'm taking Atlanta. Yeah. Um, interesting uh, about Kyle Pitts um, taken number four overall. And with that, he is in NFL history, the highest drafted tight end in NFL history at number four overall. So <laughs> That's, you know, because, like, I mean, it's, it was almost – before it was almost unheard of to take a tight end even in the top ten, you know. Um, but he, you know, he's dynamic enough that he went for, uh, 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 fourth overall. And, um, you know, I feel like he's more of a big receiver than an actual tight end, but he just causes so much of a mismatch at the tight end position that that's where they put him. And um, – I feel like he could have a big day against this um, this Philadelphia defense that you know has something to prove. Um, you know they still got they still got some decent players. They still got Brandon Graham, Fletcher Cox, uh, Barnett. They they still have a, a you know a couple of decent people in their secondary. But I don't know. I just I I just feel like this best the best days of the Eagles defense are behind them. Uh, I feel like they're more of an, uh, in a rebuild phase than anything. Um, so, uh, as far as fantasy implications go, I could see Matt Ryan have Matt Ryan having a decent day. Um, Calvin Ridley definitely is going to have a good day. Um, even though he might draw a bit of a tough matchup against Darius Slay. So we'll, we'll have to see if, if, if Darius Slay shadows him all game, it, that could be a matchup to watch, you know, as, uh, as far as cornerback receiver battle, you know, um, but, uh, Kyle Pitts could have a really good day. Um, and on the Philadelphia side, honestly, I see Jalen Hurts having a decent fantasy day against this Atlanta defense um, because of his rushing upside. And, um, you know, and I feel I don't I just don't know if Atlanta's defense can force, you know, force turnovers. But I mean, if they're going to do it against anybody, it could be against Philadelphia. So, um, but I'm going to go with Atlanta. Um, and maybe I'm a little biased when I say that, but 
honestly, this game could go either way. This game really could go either way. Um, I feel like it's going to be, it's going to be a close game because I don't really feel like either of the teams are that good. I mean, I could see a lot of offense in this game just because, you know, either defense isn't going to be really good. So we'll see what happens. Uh, yeah. Um, we're going to, we're going to go split here. I'm going to take Philadelphia. Um, I think it's going to go on, go on Jalen Hurts. I think Jalen Hurts is going to, I think he's going to throw for 250. He's going to rush for 100. He'll have two rushing touchdowns and a pick. Um, big numbers. Yeah, big numbers. I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be big for him. Um, and because Atlanta, Atlanta's not, they're, they're, they're front isn't the best at contain. Yeah. Like their their front their front is more built for a pocket quarterback. And Jalen Hurts is not going to be a pocket quarterback because he can break to the outside and he can break off a run. Um but as far as far as as far as weapons go, I feel like Jalen Hurts and and Philadelphia has a little bit of the edge with you know obviously the mobility of Jalen Hurts. Zachers at tight end, Miles Sanders in the backfield, uh, Jalen Rager, and Devonta Smith. I mean, don't don't sleep on him. Don't don't sleep on him. Right. Uh, I just think Philly will get it done in, in Atlanta. Even though the interesting statistical uh, number is that Matt Ryan is three and zero against Philadelphia when playing them in Atlanta. I still think uh, Philadelphia will come out, out on top uh, in this one. All right. Well, that uh, if for at least for the one o'clock matchups, that about wraps it up for them guys. So uh, we will move right on into the later afternoon matchups. We got the Cleveland Browns going into Kansas City and facing the the Chiefs. The Chief, the Kansas City Chief. The Kansas City Chief. Yeah, uh, shout out to one of our old videos there, or a future video. I mean, yeah, it hasn't been posted yet, so it is a future nope. video. Yeah, future pre-recorded video. Yeah, future pre-recorded. Yeah, you know, you know what I mean. You always got to film content. You know what I mean. Yeah. Um, interesting fact for this one is that Cleveland is 15 and one in Week One games since two thousand five. Yeah, you can add another one on that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't. Um, I, I don't think. This, I don't think this game is going to go anything like the AFC champ. That or sorry, the divisional round went for Cleveland last year. Yeah, no. Um, I got Kansas City. Um, I think. I think it'll be a close game. I, I don't know. I think. It, I see it playing similarly. I, I disagree with you in that aspect. Cleveland's gotten a lot better. Um, and you know. The, their only downfall to that was, you know, losing their opportunity to go to the AFC title game to Chad Henney. The most Cleveland Browns way to just, lose the game was losing it to Chad Henney. That was the most Browns thing to do to a successful Browns season. But, yeah, the Chiefs rebuilt up their offensive line. <clears throat> and they, you know, two-time Super Bowl entered, you know, being in the Super Bowl two years in a row. Um yeah, but you know, in a, in a fantasy aspect, you got your typicals. Any Kansas City offensive player, if you're gonna go, maybe a sleeper. Jake's favorite, me, Cole Hardman. Maybe he busts off like a 70-yard touchdown. 
Uh, on the Cleveland side, on Cleveland side, you got your usual suspects. And with Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt, I've never seen a duo in fantasy that can coexist together and both have good fantasy days splitting a backfield. So mm-hmm. you look out for both of them. You know, Odell Beckham's back. It's argued that the offense wasn't as good with Odell playing and they played better with him out. But then again, he's still Odell Beckham. He still has the talent. So, you know, that also eases up something for, for a guy like Jarvis Landry to play better as well. Um, I'm going to say uh, I'm going Kansas City by six. Yeah, I would I'd like to say like Kansas City by 11. I think that it'll be a little closer than that score would suggest, but I also think that it'll never really be in doubt who's going to win. I mean, I think we all kind of have an idea of how this game's going to go. I've got a guy here that I like for fantasy sleeper. His name is Byron Pringle. Oh boy. I believe Byron Pringle is going to have 120 yards and a touchdown because I feel like, This season, he's going to emerge as a strong weapon. I honestly don't get the Nicole Hardman thing. He runs fast. He doesn't really do anything else. I see him making a lot of mistakes sometimes with, like, running routes and, like, catching the ball, which is important. As a wide receiver. So my guy, (laughs) Pringle, is going to ball out. And uh, I had something else here. Oh, Jake, I just want to make a real quick point here that you should appreciate Chad Henney because he saved you from watching Tom Brady beat the Bills in the Super Bowl uh, and having your soul crushed like that. I don't think a man could come back from something like that. Oh, boy. That's how that, that's how that reality would have Ooh, gone. Somebody turn the heat up in here? Wow. <laughs> Sheesh. But, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward really to this bad. game. But, eh. You know, I also think, like I said, it's going to be one of those ones that's never really in doubt. Yeah. Uh, the Chiefs are good at football. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, I, I mean, I would, I mean, I, 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 I mean, because I'm just so used to shitting on the Browns, right? Everybody's so used to taking a fat dump on the Browns because they've been so bad for so long. But they actually have a good team now. They actually have a good team. Yes. I just don't think they're going to win this. Game. Yeah, they're not. Uh, I see. I see the Browns possibly being the division winner. It, I mean, it, they could. You know, they could be first or second this year. But not, not this week. Not this week. I got Kansas City by fourteen. Oof. Yeah, that's about that's about what I'm at. Yeah. I did not think that I would be the one in the room with the most faith in the Browns. I did not think that. <laughs> I I fucking I just think I just so I just think I just think the Browns are kind of like the opposite of what Pittsburgh is. I think I think they start off kind of slow. You know, I think yeah. it's even I think they start off kind of kind of slumpy and everything and it takes uh Baker a little bit to kind of find his groove. It seems like almost every year. And so and now it could come sooner than later this year, but I I don't see it coming week one against yeah. Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. The key for Baker is how he wakes up. If he feels dangerous, it's going to be a good day. If he wants to go back to sleep, you're going to lose. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> yep. So uh, we're going to segue right into the next matchup. And uh, this is a, this one's an eye opener for a few reasons, right? We got Green Bay traveling into Jacksonville to play New Orleans. Mm-hmm. Yep. That, and I'll say that again. Green Bay traveling into Jacksonville to play New Orleans. Yeah. And, you know, we've seen something like this before. Uh, you know, I, feel, I really feel bad for the city of uh, New Orleans going through, you know, uh, you know, going through the damages of another hurricane um, in this century. It, it's 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 crazy. You know, um, right. I hope, you know, this rebuild takes a lot less time than the last one did. Um, but yeah, uh, I feel like the luster of, you know, cause I mean, you know, for, for, for the longest time, uh, New Orleans was a tough team to beat in that Superdome, but, mm -hmm. um, I, I really feel like this, this is going to affect them. Um, especially, you know, having, you know, Jameis Winston from in the preseason thinking his first game was going to be in that Superdome to now having to play in Jacksonville you know, in his first game, uh, uh, going up against the reigning MVP, Aaron Rodgers, and that Packers defense that is, uh, as far as fantasy implications go, uh, that is my, uh, as far as defenses go, that's who I'm picking as the defense to start is uh, Green Bay's defense. Um, so, yeah, um, I really feel like, um, I mean, Jameis Winston, I mean, before he was, you know, shipped to New Orleans, he was, uh, uh, as far as fantasy quarterbacks go in 2019, he was, he was actually a decent fantasy quarterback, even with all those interceptions, because with the 30 interceptions, he also threw 30 touchdowns and passing yards. He was among the top in the league, as far as passing yards go, um, so if he can tone down the interceptions, I, you know, Jameis Winston could have a good year under, uh, under, um, why am I blanking on his name right Sean, now? Sean Payton. Sean Payton. Thank you. I don't know. I was thinking of Sean McVay for some reason. Sorry, Saints fans. Um, but anyway, uh, yeah, I, I really feel like, you know, um, if Jameis Winston could, you know, turn down the interceptions, he could, he could have a mm -hmm. decent year. I just don't think it's going to start in uh, week one. Um, um, if, if, I, if I can take reins on this one real quick before I pass it to Phil and Jake. Um, obviously, uh, my heart goes out to the city of New Orleans. Um, even being a division rival, as much as I don't like New Orleans, never want to see a city like that in shambles. Um, I think James Winston has a lot to prove. Obviously, me going through the, the Winston years, um, getting the eye surgery done and seeing the good, the bad, the ugly. Uh, I think, I think uh, this will be a fresh start for him. I mean, remember, he's only, what, 25, 26 years old? 26 years old? I know he's young. He's young. He's young, you know. But I think under Sean Payton, he'll do well. Um, I actually do see New Orleans beating Green Bay. I do. Um, wow. Because, because uh, I, think, I think New Orleans defense is 
is pretty stout. Um, it's pretty, it's pretty stout, uh, and will be stout against uh, Aaron Rodgers. Um, and I just got to say, it is going to be super weird, and it was super weird watching last night's game. Or you know, depending on when this gets put out, you know, Thursday night's game, however you want to look at it, and seeing Drew Brees in a in a suit and not a uniform. Uh, I think that's going to be the biggest thing for New Orleans to get used to. But yeah, I think uh, I think New Orleans defense is, is stout enough to to go and take on Aaron Rodgers because it's it's Aaron Rodgers, Devontae Adams, and then you know Aaron Jones, and it, it feels like almost just pieces, like good pieces, but pieces. So yeah. I think. But I'll hand it over to you guys. But I'm I'm going to take New Orleans and in what could be an upset uh, because they're playing with so much pressure and playing for the city, even though they're not at home. Yeah, you kind of stole my thunder, Brian. Because I was uh, I was going to take this as an upset myself. Um, Sorry, I, you're fine. Because um, <laughs> because the way like J- Jake had said that Green Bay is a lock as a defense, but I'm not 100 percent sure about that. Because I mean, even if you ask someone like Matt the biggest Packers fan I know that green Bay defense is very, very not good at tackling. They are very, very not good at tackling. Um, I could see this one going back and forth and like, and I'm not as high in New Orleans defense as you are, Brian, but I can see this going back and forth. I'm very high on James Winston. After that eye surgery, he's got the potential. He's thrown 30 touchdowns in a season before. Did he have 5,000 yards that season too? Yep. Yeah, you know, he and, and he can cut down those turnovers. The fact that he can fucking see now. A guy in fantasy I'm looking out for um, that's a sleeper that is, is Marquez Callaway. He looked really good in the preseason. It looks like Jameis is going to lean on him. Um, I can't really, because Michael Thomas is hurt and Traquan Smith is hurt. You know, they have Kevin White, who was drafted by the Bears in the first round, and he was putrid. Yeah, you know, and that, that may be what holds New Orleans back. But if I if I'm gonna go with an upset of the week, I'm gonna go with New Orleans. Um, you still have you still have Alvin Kamara in the backfield too. You have Alvin Kamara in the backfield too. You know, that's gonna be that that's that's gonna be my upset of the week. I'm gonna be with Brian on that Damn, one. Damn, everybody took all the things that I was gonna say. Listen, the last week I went over the old Point Place Casino in Bridgeport and I put down a, t- a three team parlay. And there was one game that I felt really, really, really confident in, and that was this one. I think that the Saints are going to win, and I'm pretty confident about it because of how much adversity they've had to overcome. It's not like this happened in the middle of the season and people are worried about, like, what's going on with their families, like, right then and there. They've had time to kind of accept this reality, kind of come together in a way that no other team – hopefully we'll have to this season. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's tough to bet against Aaron Rodgers, but I don't know, man. Something tells me. Again, I also really, really think James Winston's going to have a good season. I watched uh, – randomly I'll see on Twitter his, like, workouts that he does. Man, those things are crazy. I If you have not seen them, I very much encourage you to go look at what he does because right. he seems like a guy who really wants it. And I love him even more because he beat out that gimmick quarterback that they had <laughs> that I also just don't like the whole thing about that. But yeah, I really feel confident about this. 
you kind of worry me a little bit there, Jake, talking about, you know, they don't have like as many weapons maybe as Green Bay does. But also I feel like, like Brian said, Green Bay has Jones, they have Adams, and then like a bunch of dudes. Like, Oh, Tanya's good too. Let's not sleep on him. He's had more yeah. good year. I would like to see if it's, if he regresses to the means, especially mm-hmm. on touchdowns. But again, not a lot of targets to take those away in the red zone. So, I mean, like, Usually in past years, the wide receiver two in Green Bay is like a must-have guy. Like that dude is gonna eat. Now it's like now there's who there, who is it? Is it gonna be Lazard? Is it gonna be MVS? Is it gonna be Randall Cobb? It might be Randall. It Cobb. might be that Randall would be Cobb. Totally disgusting. But Aaron Rodgers wanted him back for a reason. I don't know if it's for locker room presence or he really thinks he still got it. But it, this will be an interesting game for sure. Jake's in shock. <laughs> I'm in shock. Nobody is with me. I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm so, in such shock. Like, I almost wish Matt was here right now. Like, that's how, that's how bad this is. Like, I yeah, almost wish Homer Packers fan Matt was here right now. Shout out to Matt. Love you, buddy. Um, But, yeah, like, wow. Because, like, it, this would be, like, Hell, like I feel like my feet are getting cold because hell's freezing over because I'm actually talking positively about the Green Bay Packers. Uh, yeah, but that, I'm in such shock. None of you guys are taking Green Bay. Dude, I was in. Thing. I was in shock too. I purposely wanted to go last because I anticipated after you went first. I anticipated everybody be like, "Oh, Green Bay's gonna stomp them. Like they have so much pressure on them because of the the hurricane." And I was gonna come in at the end to be like, "Well, this is why you're all wrong," but. I guess I'm, I'm the rest of the room. <laughs> Jake agrees. That's, that's awesome. I feel better about this now. Wow. Okay. So we're going to move on now. Um, we're going to move on to uh, Miami going in to play the New England Patriots. Now, if there's two teams I can't stand fucking more on the earth, then those are, are, the, are those two fucking teams. Because I sit in these fan pages and all their fans, New England still crying about their past. (laughs) Miami thinks that Tua can fucking take this leap over Buffalo, even though he couldn't beat their backups last year. They beat the bricks off him, put 56 on his ass. But, but I'm going to give credit where it's due. Mac Jones looks like he could be the guy. Will it be as good as Tom Brady? Probably not. But He's serviceable, and who knows? Um, don't I'm going to start from I'm going to start with this. Don't ever trust New England running backs. Don't just stay the fuck away from there. This whole chat will probably agree and double down on that. Don't take any New England running backs. That's factuals. Factuals. Have one in every league because Bill Belichick's a bastard when it comes to every running league. back rotation. Um, if I have to see if if I have to point out a positive in New England's offense, like of uh, guys that could play well. Aguilar, maybe. Uh, that's my SC boy, so I gotta. But um, Jonu Smith, Hunter Henry isn't, you know, isn't nearly as healthy as he should be. Jonu Smith could take advantage of that. Um, in terms of Miami, you know, if Tua can, you know, get it together, this this big leap he's gonna take. Um, if he plays well, you know, maybe look out for a guy like Jalen Waddle. He looks like he's got a good physical presence. He could be a really good receiver if, if the proper quarterbacks are on to him. Also, because I have him on two very important teams, I'm going to be high on Miles Gaskin. 
Hope he goes up, has a good game. I looked at his numbers. I didn't realize he was really good last year. Fantasy yeah. perspective, when he wasn't hurt, he was playing well. I think he had one game under 10 points. That's the guy to look out for. Yeah. But then again, New England's defense, they got some guys back. Their defense is going to be better than it was last year. So it might be tough for him. But those are the guys I'm looking out for. This would be a nice battle for second place. In Absolutely. <laughs> if I'm taking a pick, if I'm taking a pick, Miami. I have an opinion on these teams that people think they're a lot better than they actually are. Dolphins drove me crazy last season. Everybody talked about how promising their team was, and they I didn't see anything from Tua. I would honestly say that I was surprised at how bad he was, in my opinion. Um, I'm not going to – I haven't really seen much of Mac Jones in the preseason, so I don't know if the hype everybody's talking about is warranted or not. Um, I think this game is going to be a slop fest. It's going to be ugly. The defenses are going to really run the show here. Uh, I took the Dolphins on my parlay for whatever reason, but I don't really like this game at all. I'll say the Dolphins just for my parlay, even though I went against it earlier and I picked the Colts. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, I mean – with Tua, you know, there were so many rumors going on in the offseason about trading for a guy who has, like, 20 charges against him for sexual nature crimes. I don't really know what the terminology is. But if you're if there's so many rumors about trading for someone like that, I mean, of course, he's an all-world talent, Sean Watson. But it also kind of thinks that – makes me think that not everybody is convinced that Tua is going to be the answer. And we'll find out this year for sure. Yeah. Right. I mean, you don't have Ryan Fitzpatrick come save you anymore. Right? Yeah. I don't even know who their backup is. It's a percent. That's I don't think. Okay. Yeah. So uh Brian, I'll let you I'll let you go before okay. I go. Um, no, that's good. Uh so actually in the KFR league, I actually went out and picked up the Dolphins defense, uh, because I think this is going to be a very defensive game. Um I don't know if they stayed true to it, but I know at one point in the season last year, the Dolphins had at least one takeaway in every game dating back to the 2019 season. And I think the only thing that Mac Jones has going for him is the fact that they're playing in New England. Um, New England is 23 and four in September home games since 2006, and that's tied for the most wins all time. Those are juiced. Those are those are those juice. Are juice those numbers. are juice. Tommy B, baby. Those are Tommy B numbers. This is different. Yeah. It, it is different, but I think, like I said, I think the thing that Mac Jones has going from is that he's playing at home in his rookie season in front of the fans. Yeah. Um, and everybody in New England is going to be high on Mac Jones, and apparently, keeping Cam Newton around would have been a distraction for him. At least that's what Cam thinks. Also, uh, Cam had to be taught the playbook by him. Yeah. Embarrassing. But I'm I'm actually going to take the Dolphins in this one because I think it's going to be a very a very defensive game. But I think the Dolphins defense will put up more points and off, off their takeaways. You blow out that can. Yep. So can we do an over under on uh, Tua's interceptions at in this game? Uh, this? Tua turned the ball over. Tua turned the ball over. One fumble, one two, two interceptions. Yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna agree with that. 
I mean, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say either two or three interceptions. Um, yeah, Mister Tua turned to Belova. Um, yeah, but I don't know, man. Like it. Would it be? Would it be out of? Would it be out of pocket to say? I'm thinking higher. No, it's possible. <laughs> no, it wouldn't be out of pocket. Because I'm, think, I'm thinking, I'm thinking, I'm thinking, I'm thinking handful. Oh, oh shit. my lord! No way! At five turnovers, yeah. they would be crucified right there. On the Bro, if he goes out and throws like five touchdowns, I'm done. I'm, I'm just done. I will never, I will never shit on two again. I'm saying interceptions. Yeah, but it goes out and plays like Nathan Peterman. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, no, I, I knew what you were saying. I'm just saying, like, on the flip side of all of us saying that he's just going to turn the ball over a bunch, if he just goes out and lights it up out there. No, because they did, they do uh, – New England does have a lot of people coming back uh, that opted out for uh, COVID last season. Plus, I mean, the, the salary that New England had in the free agency – free agent and they just went after everybody everybody that was a free agent it, it seems like they went to new england yeah, um they definitely beefed up their team for sure so i think i don't i don't think it's really i think i think a handful i think a handful for two uh, i'm gonna say probably two or three for mac jones honestly very yeah. very defensive game Puke. Also, yeah, I, fantasy, fantasy player I want to see play well also is the only one team I drafted him on Mike Kosicki. There I go. <laughs> Please. Yeah, um, I am going to – I'm going to have to say that uh, – as much as I hate to say it, but I'm going to say New England wins this one at home. I, I, I feel like they're going to split this season. I feel like New England's going to win this one, and then Miami will probably win in Miami. But uh, – I say, I say they, I say New England wins this one. And it, honestly, the key to the victory is who wins the turnover battle, who turns the ball over less. And, you know, that's, that's my, that's my pick. I mean, yeah. Uh, I mean, I don't really know if I have any like big fantasy starters in this one. Um, I mean, John U. Smith could have a decent game. Um I feel like he could be a, a decent uh, streaming option at tight end, um, but I don't know. I'm I'm just not I'm just not very confident in this uh, in this uh, matchup for fantasy production. Um, maybe Gasicki, maybe, um, but I don't know. I think uh, I, I think this is going to be more of a defensive game than anything. So I'm going to pick I'm going to pick New England in a close defensive game. Damian Harris is going to have 150 yards. Yep, and then next week. <laughs> All right, now we're going to finish off the uh, the the four o'clock games here with uh, Denver, the Denver Broncos going in to play my New York Football Giants. So I'm going to go. I'm going to go last on this one. So I'll let you guys go first. So I'll start with the. Uh, Phil and Jake there. Look, look. I don't think I should. Phil, I know, I know it's coming, so I want to get this one out of the way first. No, no, no you're going first. I promise you that I'm not doing this to get a rise out of you, okay? I'm just going to say it. The Broncos, I think, are actually going to have a pretty good team this year. I think 
they're a little underrated. Uh, a lot of people focus on their quarterback situation, which is rightfully so, but I feel like they've got a lot of talent everywhere else. I think they're better than the Giants defensively. I think they're better than the Giants offensively. And I don't even know if it's very close, to be honest with you. I feel like they have more weapons at wide receiver. Running back, you guys got the edge there, but, you know, Saquon could trip over a cable wire and re-tear his knee. You know, I don't really know if they're going to have him on a pitch count. They're probably going to say they're, they're not going to have him on a pitch count, but it would be stupid if they didn't. Um, man, I just can't see Mac Jones putting up too many points against this Broncos defense. Like you that, Daniel Jones? Whatever. Jones? Yeah, whatever. You knew what I meant. But, uh, yeah, I just don't see them scoring more than 17 points. I don't think the Broncos – I mean – with the turnovers that I assume that he's going to have, I assume he doesn't know how to hold on to a football <laughs> still in year, what is it, three or four? Three. Yeah. Uh, okay. So, I mean, I just think it's going to end up with a lot of short field, short fields for the Broncos. Uh, Giants are going to play from behind a lot of the game, in my opinion, and they will lose by like six points. I'm a little higher on the Giants. I don't know. Maybe Daniel Jones finally learns to stop pulling the ball. I don't know. Turnover machine. Turnover machine. Um, I feel like this is actually a pretty even balanced game. I don't think it's going to be a blowout on any other team's end. Um, I feel I feel that if, they, if Daniel Jones can get things going, he's got the receivers to do it, especially with Kenny Galladay, if he can play – if. He can just get Kenny Galladay the ball. Things could go really well for the Giants. Um, hope the best for Saquon, especially when you own him on a number of fantasy teams. Um, hoping he just goes off. Uh, hope he has a good game. Just, just, just give me sixty yards and a touchdown. I can live with that. Um, you know, if he's playing well, if he if he can play well, stay healthy. Giants have a real shot. On the on the flip side, on the Broncos side, Teddy Bridgewater. I'm not really sure why Carolina got rid of him, but I mean, I feel like Teddy Bridgewater is a good starter in the league. He could do really well with those receivers. Um, maybe Noah Fant finally gets a quarterback that can throw him the ball. Um, also, you know, you got a returning Cortland Sutton. I think he might have a good game as well as Jerry Judy. They, it feels like 1A, 1B with those two because they've both been leaned on as a number one before. So, you know, and then you got other guys like Hamler. Um, That de- and then with Denver's backfield is a little uncertain with me. Wouldn't touch it. Um, I'm going to take the Giants by three. Uh, quick note uh, before we um, get to anything else. Uh, does anybody here know uh, Teddy Bridgewater's career high and touchdowns thrown in a season? If you guys want to guess. Yeah, in, a, in a season? Yes. Round table. Um. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say 23. I'm gonna go 20. I'm gonna go 20, 25, 26, 19. The answer is 15. Yeah. That was last year. He went 15 and 11. Wow. So yeah, I, that shocked me too. I saw saw somebody on Twitter say that the other day, and I was like, really? Yeah. All right. Wow. Um. <sighs> 
Man, this is hard. Uh, <laughs> Be gentle. No. <laughs> uh, I'm going to take the Giants. I'm going to take the Giants at this one. Uh, and the reason I'm saying it's hard is because I think – I think I think uh, the Giants are going to pop off week one, right out of the gate. Um, this is going to be the 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 oh, boldest the boldest game that I probably ever predict. Uh, Daniel Jones, four hundred yards, four touchdowns. Ooh, okay. Saquon, Saquon, eighty yards, one touchdown. Okay. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say I'm gonna I'm gonna say Giants by twenty. I'm gonna say Saquon's gonna get a short yardage touchdown and then he's gonna do a backflip and tear his other knee. Wow, Phil. Wow. Wow. That's my bold prediction, baby. How about that? Wow. Wow. He's gonna do the ninety lines. He's gonna do five flips and tear his other knee. Wow. That's that's just awful. That's just awful. All right, I was getting too positive in here. I had to bring us back down. <laughs> okay. Um, and yeah, I uh, I like Teddy Bridgewater, and I like the offensive side of Denver. But as far as the defensive side, I know I think Von Miller should be back. Yeah. 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 He's right. Back. Should be back, right? Okay. I don't even know what happened there. Like they said, he was in a legal situation, and mm-hmm. then I never saw anything about and it. And then dusted again. off. He was charges were dropped. The end. So I'm just not too <laughs> too positive on the the defensive side of the ball for Denver. Uh, yeah. Um, I think. All right. I don't think it's gonna be a blowout by any means. I appreciate the love that you're giving my team. Don't get me wrong. Like. I hope it's a blowout. I hope we kick their ass. But I'm going to be realistic. I'm not one of these Giants fans that is, you know, super unrealistic about my team. I'm confident in my team. Yes, I feel like we could have a good year this year. We could possibly even win the division if the ball bounces the right way. But I am going to I'm, – I'm going to pick us to win – but it's going to be a close game. It's going to be a very defensive game because uh, the biggest question mark about this Giants team is that O-line and the quarterback play. If the O-line can provide time for Daniel Jones, it's going to be I, – I think I feel like he could do enough to win us this game um, because he has a – he has – you know, when he has time, he can make decent decisions. Um but on the flip side of that, when he's getting pressured and, you know, and he's getting rattled in the pocket, he tends to hold on to the ball rather than, you know, take off running. And there'd be times where I'm yelling at the TV, just go, just run. And he'll just try and extend the play and make something out of nothing. And most of the time it doesn't work. Um, so, uh, if they, if, if Jason Garrett can draw up some, uh, some plays where more quarterback designed runs, I mean, everybody refers to the, the run last year where he tripped over the turf monster in Philadelphia. 
uh, and, you know, busted his ass before, you know, at, at like the 20 yard line. But if you look at everything that happened before that, he burned that defense. Like he just took off. And before he fell down, it was the fastest recorded quarterback run that year. He got up to speeds of, 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 of 20 miles per hour. We got like, I knew he had wheels, but I didn't know he was that fast. So I, and me as a fan, I would like to see them utilize his athleticism a little bit more. Um, and, you know, that would probably take off a little bit of the pressure of him trying to throw the ball and trying to make those tough decisions. But um, yeah, so this, uh, this matchup could be tough because Denver, I feel, is going to have a very good defense this year. They have, uh, they have a good secondary. They, uh, they just drafted that uh, Patrick Sertan II out of, uh, out of Alabama, uh, who he had an awesome preseason. Um, you know, it's going to be a big question mark because you got Von Miller coming back and you got Bradley Chubb on the other side, you know, and they're going to be coming at you. And, you know, and everybody's, you know, talks about how bad the Giants O-line is. And I hope that we, you know, it, it plays better this year than it did last year. I mean, in spurts, it played decent in some games, but then in other games, they couldn't, they couldn't stop a nosebleed as far as pass rush goes. Um, so, but one thing that I am very high on, on my team this year is our defense. I feel like we have the potential to have a top 10 defense this year. Easily, we have one of the best secondaries in football. According to PFF, we have the, as far as our secondary unit, we're ranked number seven, according to PFF. Uh, and going back to Phil's thing earlier, saying that uh, Washington had the best secondary in the division, I highly disagree with that. We went out and we went out and grabbed um, Adoree Jackson in free agency. We had we got James Bradbury last year. We picked up Logan Ryan, who is now a captain of this defense, uh, along with Jabril Peppers, who's also a captain of this defense. We drafted Xavier McKinney last year. We spent later draft picks uh, uh, last year. We uh, got Darnay Holmes, who I feel it can be a you know a good a good nickel or dime cornerback in this, uh, in this defense. So our secondary is very depthy. And we also have Julian Love uh, subbing in at safety as well, uh, because we like to use Jabril Peppers a lot. We bring him down in the box um, because, you know, uh, we have Blake Martinez at linebacker. Other than that, we don't really have another inside linebacker. So we like to use Jabril Peppers in that inside linebacker spot. Uh, on the side of Blake Martinez most of the time. So with that being said, we just brought back, we brought back uh, Leonard Williams. We drafted Aziz Ojolari out of Georgia, which a lot of Giants fans were hoping that we would have took with the 20th pick. We got to Kadarius Tony instead, but then he fell to us at number 50. So I feel like that was a big steal for us in the draft. Um, I am taking my Giants, but I'm taking them by, I'll, I'll say a field goal. I, I say we win 17-14. I don't want to bury you live on the air, but when I first brought up PFF off the air and I said that Washington was better, you said those numbers don't matter. So I guess I guess they do matter now, huh? Well, yeah. 
Well, I'm, I was just bringing up a, a reference that you brought up that they said that they were better. So I had to prove you wrong and said they were not better. But if, if you're asking me who's the better overall defense, I'll give the edge to, I'll give the edge to Washington right now. But we'll see as the season goes on because, I mean, like, you say what you want, but I feel like the Giants defense can be a very good defense this year. I feel like they got a lot of pieces that could uh, – their secondary, uh, you know, is is my best, my favorite part about this defense, um, because you know, if you can't if you can't get receivers open, it's going to be hard to get them the ball. So, we'll see, we'll see what happens. All right, so couple games left here. We got the the prime time Sunday night matchup. We got the Chicago Dub Bears going up against the Rams in Los Angeles. So, so Fly Stadium opened so the fans for the first time since opening. Uh, Chicago is 4-14 and 14 in week one games when they're playing on the road in the Super Bowl era. Wow. Um, and I'm going to take the Rams because – one, I think their defense is probably one of the top defenses in the league. And two, because the addition of Matthew Stafford, I think, is going to be the best move that they probably could have made. Even with Matthew Stafford up there in age, I think Matthew Stafford is still a fantastic quarterback. And now that he has weapons that he can throw to in an offensive line that could protect him, I think he'll do some damage in L.A. Yeah, um, the Rams were actually really screwed for a bit there when they still had Goff and they had made a lot of bad financial decisions and then they went and made that trade for Stafford, which is about the only thing that could have saved them from not being great. Um, yeah, I, I really like the Rams in this game. I'm going to be high on the Rams all season. I'm a big Matthew mm-hmm. Stafford fan. Um, so look, out Robert, look out for Robert Woods. That's my boy. Look out for Cooper Cup. They're both going to do their thing with a better quarterback their their ceiling just gets so much bigger um and then of course that rams defense he's still got aaron donald he's still got um jalen ramsey um player i i still am very undecided on what's going to happen in that backfield not really sure like it seems like sony michelle but daryl henderson's still there it's really it's really i don't know maybe sony michelle will take over at some point but then again, you know, it, you kind of wonder why didn't he take over New England? But then, you know, Bill Belichick's a bastard running backs. But anyways, anyways, I digress. Um, and, and on the Bears side of the ball, um, David Montgomery is by far my favorite player on that side of the ball. Um, against that Rams front seven might be tough. But then again, you know, he, he is one of the better running backs in the league. Um, but I would I would. I temper expectations a little bit on his fantasy performance. Um, Allen Robinson, kind of the same thing in terms of like, that's a stud player, but tough matchup. Um, I really like the Rams this game. I'm going to go, I'm taking the Rams for the victory here. Uh, This is the one that I'm probably most confident about. I mean, I know I've said I'm confident in a few of these games this week. I feel like there's absolutely no chance that the, Bears can win this game. I also feel like it's pretty questionable that this is even a Sunday night game. 
I mean, even before, I mean, I don't know if they made, I can't really remember timelines too well. I don't know if they made it before the Bears got Andy Dalton. I have seen enough Andy Dalton in my entire life after last year. I don't even know if I'll watch this game. I'll probably be so burnt out. I won't want to watch Andy Dalton play. Um, I just think Matthew Stafford is on a better team with better weapons, with a better coach. Oh, and by the way, he used to destroy the Bears. He has a lot of history with this defense. I'm sure that he will play well. And I'm sure he's, I mean, Matthew Stafford in fantasy was being taken as like number 12 or 13th quarterback. It's insane to me. There's no, there's not that many who are better than him. There just isn't. He's proved me wrong. I mean, he'll have to prove me wrong this season because really it's a big year for him. He's everybody's always talked about him as this guy who, man, if he had a team around him, he'd do some damage. Well, now he does. And he's got all the experience you could ever hope for. And I think that he will do pretty damn well this year, especially in this game too. I think, I think it's foregone conclusion. Yeah. Um, I, I agree. I don't know why the hell this is the primetime game. Um, <laughs> maybe it's because it's Matt Stafford's first game as a Ram. I don't know why they would want to have this blowout. On, um, uh, I'm just going to, I'm just going to slide in a little bit. I feel like, cause this was, remember last year they played Dallas. It was on Sunday night football. It was their big home opener. So I feel like this was their way of paying them back for not actually having fans last year and then redoing it this year. They should play literally almost anybody. Else. I know, and I agree <laughs> with that. What the well, fuck? Like, honestly, if I had to pick another matchup to for this to be a primetime game, it would either be uh, Buffalo and Pittsburgh or Arizona and Tennessee. I feel like that those two matchups could have very easily been uh, the, the primetime game for, you know, this week. Um, but yeah, uh, I'm really high on LA this year. Um, I'm a big Matthew Stafford fan. He was a great quarterback in Georgia. Um, and I, I I love George Bulldogs. Um, and I've always been a big fan of him his entire career. Uh, I feel like, you know, he is like, a quarterback that kind of flies under the radar when you're talking about top quarterbacks in the league. And it's, and it's crazy to think about, but it's true because there's so many good quarterbacks in this league, but when healthy Matthew Stafford can play just as good as any of those guys, any of those guys. Um, And especially now in this, in this offensive system that, you know, was, a few years ago was the highest bet the, the best offense in football right you know like uh you know when they had Todd Gurley and those guys going off um you know Sean McVay can draw up some very good offensive schemes and I feel like Matt Stafford can bring bring a little bit of that fire back to that offense um so yeah I got I got the Rams in here by a uh fucking landslide <laughs> you know uh, I, I really don't see Andy Dalton beating this Rams defense. I don't even know why Andy Dalton's starting. It should be Justin Fields. Yeah, I agree with that. It would be I mean, a lot I mean, more entertaining. I'd, I'd start Nick Foles. <laughs> Andy Dalton. Oh. Yeah. yeah. For real, though. 
I resounding Los Angeles Rams W here. Okay. Yeah. Going into the final matchup of week one, we have made it all the way to the final matchup. Monday, Monday. night football. Are you ready for some football? We got the Baltimore Ravens going in against the Las Vegas Raiders. All right, so interesting fact here. Baltimore has won three straight season openers by 30-plus points. Wow. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, and even with all of the injuries that they've had, I don't think that changes. See, I don't, I don't think they win by 30. No. But they, I, I believe they win. Um, guys, to look out fantasy perspective, you know, Lamar Jackson. Uh, in terms of that Ravens backfield – the only guy you might be able to trust is uh, Tyson Williams. I think that's how it's pronounced because it's, it's got a hyphen in it. I guess we'll find yeah. out. I guess we'll find out come broadcast time. Because um, he's the only guy that's been in that system all offseason, that knows the playbook. The other guy's got to get acclimated. So that's the only guy running back-wise that you can trust from Baltimore as of now. Um, you know, Hollywood Brown. They're getting a little bit of help with the, you know, they got Sammy Watkins if he can stay healthy. Dude, good. did you see Sammy Watkins' post on Instagram? What, what was it? He basically, with all the injuries that were happening, he like told people to like say a prayer for him because he's so injury prone. And yeah. I guess he's afraid to get got next. I don't blame him, man. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they got Mark Andrews, who's always solid. Um, and then on the flip side uh, with the Raiders, um, you know, Derek Carr is always solid. I th- I feel like they're going to compete in this game. I feel the Raiders are, are a little offensively a little better off than, than it seems. Um, freaking John Brown just quit the team. Uh, he just like release me. Uh, Come home, John. <laughs> so um, you got you got Hunter Renfro. You got uh, who, who else do they have at receiver? Henry Ruggs the third. Henry Ruggs, oh, yeah. correct. Uh, they got what was it? Uh, uh, Edwards, I forget his first name there. Um, Braylon. Darren Waller, who is arguably – he's a top three tight end in the league. Um, those are guys you're looking out for. Josh Jacobs, who knows – you know, he's one of the more inconsistent starting running backs. In yeah, and they picked up uh, Kenyon Drake this offseason too. So and that be- too, and that just, that just you know, throws in, that you know, in a nice wrench. The guy that nobody ever really gave credit to – that it just stunned me that they just let him leave was Nelson Aguilar. I feel like he had a quiet little career resurgence there the last few years, and nobody talks about it. Nobody cares about him. They just let him leave. Yeah. I'd like to see Derek Carr do good. I feel like he's a little disrespected. I feel like he might end up being kind of like Matthew Stafford was, where he's just on such a poop team. No one cares. They play – on the West Coast, nobody's going to really talk about them. I hope he has a good season. Yeah, I'm, I'm taking Baltimore by 10. I'll also take Baltimore. I think it'll be close, but I think that's more – I don't think they're, they're similar in skill level, but I think it'll take Baltimore a little bit to adjust to the fact that every single running back is dead. And they lost Marcus Peters too, which is – Yeah, they lost Marcus too. Peters. That's awful. And then they ended practice after that, which was smart move. Smart move. Let's just not do it ever again. Let's just not do this. Go find a new field. Yeah, so um, you know what? I haven't really put an upset pick in here yet. Uh, 
I'm going to go, you know what? I'm going to take the Raiders at home Monday night. Uh, you know, I mean, it's going to be, it's going to be close. Uh, if, if the Raiders win, they're going to have to do it with, with their offense because of God, their defense. I just, it, I mean, who's a notable player on their defense? Khalil Matt. Oh, wait a minute. They got rid of <laughs> <laughs> but uh no but seriously like their, their most notable player on defense is plays defense on another team <laughs> <laughs> but you know but uh their offense when when hot and healthy um can keep pace with the best offenses in the league Beat um, city last year yeah they exactly this is why i'm taking them week one because of that can't uh, game they beat Kansas City last year and Kansas City, you know, I mean that's the consensus best offense in the league, right? Um, you know, but uh, yeah, De- I feel I agree with you, Phil. Uh, Derek Carr, I feel like can uh, can when he's you know when he's healthy and when he's got time can make throws like you know as good as any other quarterback in this league. Um, you know, and uh, I feel honestly, I feel like a player to watch out for, obviously, in fantasy is Darren Waller. Um, guys like maybe, you know, Josh Jacobs uh, in this game. Uh, but I mean, it's going to be a little bit of a tough matchup against this Baltimore defense. Um, but a guy that I think might have a breakout year this year, I think Henry Ruggs might have a breakout year this year because, you know, like you said, Nelson Aguilar is now in New England. Uh, you know, and it seems like they just only throw the ball to Darren Waller. Well, defenses are going to, you know, get uh, used to that pretty quick. So they're going to need somebody that can instantly take a top off the defense. And Henry Ruggs can do that. Henry Ruggs can blow the de- the roof off the defense if you let him. Um, he was, you know, very, very deep. I, I feel like he's a very good route runner, um, can – you know, he can you can get him on a lot of them short slant routes and have him catch the ball and have him make guys miss. Or you can just say, go deep and just burn them, you know. Um, so, I, I, you know, if that if that's like a fantasy sleeper, I guess uh, I would pick Henry Ruggs because other than Darren Waller, who do they got? Who do they got to throw the ball to? Right. Um, you know, I mean, now, especially now that John Brown doesn't want to play for him, you know, so. Yeah, I, I'm. A, but I'm going to take the Raiders. I'm going to take the Raiders. All right, that that closes us out. Hey, yeah. uh, Phil, thank you for joining us. Yeah, we okay. really appreciate your time, your wisdom, your knowledge, and as always, Jake, thank you as well for joining us. Um, we hope to have you guys both back for, you know, uh, next week or uh, as we get ready for next Thursday night's game. Next Thursday is uh, Washington and New York, right? Yep. Yep. Can't wait for that one. All right. Uh, all right. So uh, we'll look forward to hopefully getting you around for that. Uh, other than that, thank you everybody watching for, uh, well, thank you everybody watching for watching or listening wherever you're at. Um, as we put this out, uh, today is the 20th anniversary of September 11th. Uh, just want to, again, our hearts go out to all the families that, uh, that bear witness or lost lost family members during the 9-11 attacks in 2001. Um, I think it's proper if we just do a moment of silence on the recording. Yes.
Yes, we will do a moment of silence for the families. All right. Um, but we we look uh, we look forward to you guys uh, doing our next few episodes or our next episodes. Uh, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Like and subscribe to our YouTube channel because we are always going to be here. And if you can't watch our videos, you can listen to us. We are on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. Everywhere that you go, we can go with you. Is there something on your mind, Jake? Yeah, you know. I've been looking at you this whole time, and I got to say, that's a really nice shirt. Of course it is. Why wouldn't it be? It's our merch. That's why. Oh, Duh. Wow. Look at that. Would you just look at that? Just look at it. Just look at that. Uh, merch link is down in the bio. Go and get you some because it's amazing. It's comfortable. I love it. Um, yeah. yeah. And I want to also thank uh, Phil and Jake for coming on this episode. Uh, yeah. This we're gonna try and make this a, a normal a normal thing as we mm-hmm. you know go week by week you know talking about the matchups and the uh, fantasy aspects of the matchups. Um, you know these are guys that I really uh, appreciate their input as far as fantasy mm-hmm. football goes and as far as football in general. Um, obviously we'll also try to have other, other guests in at other points about different videos. Uh, I know, you know, this season's going to be very busy for us as far as football goes. So absolutely, be, uh, be on the lookout because we're, we're going to be pushing out content like crazy. So that's definitely, right. Definitely keep posted. Other than that, as we say again, thank you, Phil. Thank you, Jake, for joining us. And we will see you guys next time. This has been Brian and Jake, Phil and Jake. And we will talk to you guys later. Sportscast. Big sexy out.